This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm in this world. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker for the 200th time. Kiva, how are you doing? 200th and final time. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, we are done. No, we have. A, I'm excited about next week's uh, podcast already. Uh, there's going to be a lot of arguments. We might actually stop talking after 201. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I just came back from my daughter's final basketball game of the season. I said, uh, how come you guys aren't in the playoffs? Because I never see the standings. She's on the, the like it's a city team. In America, everything goes by schools, right? You're on your, you're on your junior high school basketball team, your high school. But outside America, like in Europe, there's no schools, right? It goes by, there's like private teams or city teams. So she's on the city team for like sixth and seventh and eighth graders. So I'm like, when are the playoffs? She's like, oh no, we stink. There's no playoffs. <laughs> she's like, there is a secondary playoffs, but I think like two teams don't make that. So they didn't even make that. And every game I go to, either... They beat some like lower level team like fifty to four, or they lose like seventy eight to twelve to a team that's just like a bunch of eighth graders and they're a bunch of sixth and seventh graders. But nobody, but nobody's on their level. There's, I've never seen a close game. I've, I've never seen a game within thirty points. It's, ne- it's always one team just can absolutely, one team cannot bring the ball up the court. That happens. But every I assume time. you spend most of these games is looking at your phone. Well, actually, you don't have a smartphone. So what do you do during these? I games? do have a smartphone. What are you talking about? Oh well, you used to not have a smartphone. No, eight years ago. Um, oh, all right, this is the story's changing, but okay. No, I've, I've, I, I, there was a time I didn't have a smartphone, but it certainly hasn't been in the. I don't use. Right, it. I, have, I don't answer. I have, I have some mailbag questions for you because apparently I don't know you very well. Um, I yeah. If you have any questions for me, then write them in. We should add up top. We said our wives would be here. We didn't lie. They're liars. They did not show up. Yeah, and we to be try fair, get them we might a, be a, we might be recording this in parts and. You know, by the time this podcast ends, you may have heard our wives, but uh, probably you know, not. For- I would, I would say, my wife, like she's been holding this over my head. She so desperately doesn't want to do it. We're already fighting about Laurel versus Yanni. And, oh my god! And- <laughs> oh, please, please, uh, it's uh, it, it's not bad enough that some people claim, and I think they're lying. I don't think they're telling the truth. That some people claim that they hear Yanni. What's worse is that the Yanni claimers think that the laurel the whole thing just infuriates my yeah my wife my this is going to be very dated if someone's listening to this podcast in like a week (laughs) but let alone in a year um but my wife like did and i didn't even say like is this laurel yanni i just put it on and said what do you hear and i did that with all my kids too and we were literally two laurels and three yannis listening to the same thing um well so i haven't been home in like two weeks but mm-hmm. for the last week, my wife's entire extended family has been in our house. Why do you let this happen, by the way? 
Well, first of all, I haven't been home. So have they heard well, of well, hotels? Well, these people. Uh, so they. The, the funny part is like so. Last night I came home from work very late, as I've been doing every single day. And by the way, do you know how selfish it is of me to come home at three in the morning from work every night when her family's over? It's really rude and selfish. You should know. That's uh, what they said. <laughs> That's what my wife says, and it shows how unfriendly I am. <laughs> how yeah. dare I have a job? What did she um, think you were like with your girlfriend out in the city? Like you were working. How uh, uh, Do they? Um, do they? They obviously they sent. Would you drive in, or do they? Car, they give you a car home when you leave at twelve or two in the morning? No, I, no, I yeah, I take a car when I, I charge the client. The client can okay. afford it, as you've read in the media, I'm sure. Okay, um, but. Um, yeah, so she says, and you know, they, they they came, you know, they've been like doing different projects around the house because they're into sort of home fix it stuff. So I appreciate that part. That's a yeah, that's but, a good guest. Like yeah. a bad guest is like they're into like breaking stuff and eating my, <laughs> you know food out of my cabinets. Yeah, but but so I so I came home super late last night and I was told how rude that was. Um, but she, I did call her at like nine o'clock last night and. Th- her entire family, other than like the spouses, the people who don't have her genetics, but every single person who has gonic genes in the room, all mm-hmm. heard Yanni. So there's obviously some defective genes that I've Did you ask your too. children what they hear? I, the I ones... haven't seen my children. I honestly haven't seen my children. So oh, Okay. <laughs> this is the press. Maybe that's why your wife thinks you're selfish. <laughs> yeah, I'm paying for them to uh you know, anyhow. Big big week for Akiva and Alex. We we closed deals for I'd say a combined over two point two billion dollars. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, you know whenever they do like the like the siblings or the father son combos with the most. Yeah, it's like Michael Jordan and his his little sister Samantha. Exactly, it always annoys me. Like that they don't they have to put in the caveat where each had at least one. Yeah, uh, always have to have one. What's what's your deal about? Back in the day, other than Babe Ruth, every great player had a brother who at least hit one home run, though, right? Yeah, if you look at baseball in like the 19th century, yeah, they're all families. It's all families. The Babe Ruth didn't have any siblings, but past that, it's basically all families. But it is There's impressive that you see today, like like Clay Matthews, that he's like the fourth generation is like pretty impressive. That is impressive. But I guess like once you have the genes, if you if you're like, all right, I was built to play football, and now I'm gonna like one, I have money, so I could get like good coaching and get into the right school, like even for high school, whatever. It's not that hard to make the NFL if you're if you have if you have the measurables. Making the NFL well, is no, not I that mean, hard. The odds of a person who was born into a family where their father is a star professional athlete making that same sport as a professional athlete are obviously infinitesimally higher than like a, an average person on the street. But no, the odds infinitely, are still very infin- low. Infinitesimally yeah, oh, is yeah, I know, is, but it's still very like, low. Small. Yeah, the but it's still hard to make you know the NFL. Yeah, but you use that word improperly. I said infinitesimally. I said the correct. Yeah, word. that's small. That, that's not what you meant to say. They're much higher. Oh, infinitely greater. Sorry. Yes. Yes. yes whatever. Yes. Anyhow, again, I'm tired. Uh, so, what deal did you close this week? Oh, I I like negotiated for a nap yesterday. I was like, oh. I'm going to do the dishes <laughs> later. Can I take a nap? <laughs> what's the What's the valuation of that nap? Uh, to me, a billion dollars. That was worth. Oh, okay. I woke well, up well, like. To, to be clear, we haven't closed anything, but we we signed a. Uh, an I I woke up and I I literally rolled out of bed, sat in my work chair. And started working within eight seconds of me waking up. It's like, all right, I'm I'm like a couple minutes late. I got to start. Yeah, um, that's like the best way to do it. Like my commute yeah. was my commute was three feet. Um, all right, so wives aren't here for now. We got a lot of questions in the AMA. We're gonna get to them. Anything else before we start? Uh, did you like when I told you uh, about Roger Goodell yelling <laughs> at me? Roger Goodell yelled at you this week. Yeah, uh, not not directly. Not you know. I'd not say Goodell's good now. I'm pro Goodell. <laughs> yeah, that's all it took. 
But he didn't know. He didn't like address you by your name. I imagine he doesn't know no, no, who no, you no, are. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't a direct. Uh, you know, they just wanted to see see things uh, through to completion. Um, but yeah, you know, I have to say that like Darren Ravel and all these like sports business reporters, the only one I've seen who has been accurate is Ian Rappaport. So the rest of them are all fake news. And he works for the league, so that makes sense that he gets fed the right information. I suppose so. Yeah. All right. Are yeah. we ready to get well, going? You see, here? you were people were interested in what you had to say, but I also got a bunch of DMs from verifieds this week. Um, oh, because you were spreading false rumors on. Yeah, Twitter, I was spreading yeah. Uh, false. <laughs> I, well, I wrote there was, was a classic urban legend in the college that I went to and you went to for a year. Well, um, I went to the high school on that campus. But yeah. yes, that uh, there was a sneaker store on campus that famously did not sell sneakers. This is not that that part of the story is is not an urban legend. That part of the yeah, story a, is. As I said on Twitter, and this wasn't a joke. This actually happened. Uh, there, it, I walked into that store once because I needed sneakers, and I was like 16 and had no way of getting around town, and, and it was ostensibly a sneaker store. And I walked in, and there was uh, like a 40 year old woman there and like a nine year old girl there at the store. And I said mm-hmm. to them, uh, you know. I pointed to some shoe on the wall, and I said, do you have this in – and she cut me off. The girl, the, the the older one, only spoke Spanish. She cut me off and said, we don't have it in your size. And I said, well, I haven't even said what size I am yet. She said, what size are you? And so I said, 12. She said, no, no, we don't have it in your size. And then I pointed to another one, and she says, we don't have any shoes in your size. <laughs> right. So they famously – people would walk in. They were not interested in the thousands of college students who were right on the campus. Yes. They did not sell sneakers. Now – but they were doing something to pay their rent because they never closed, at least for the four years that I lived on that campus. Right. I believe they have closed, I think, since uh, subsequent years yeah. ago. But every, so. every, I'm sure every retail location has been closed since the last time I was yes. there. So anyway, there were rumors always that Robinson Cano and Melky Cabrera were seen there. I don't remember if it was together or separately, but they were friends on the Yankees to the point where they thought they were having a bad influence on each other, where the Yankees, I believe, shipped Melky out of town at some point. Now, my so, question is, the implication of the rumors, the way you described them, was what? It was just a my, joke. It was, it well, was like... What I'm saying is, what, what I thought and what my friends thought was that it was like a, um, you know, a, uh, a questionably legal massage parlor, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm okay. getting tweets like this. Hey, I saw your tweet on Cano and Melky. These are DMs. Uh, and I was interested, and this is a verified uh, journalist I've never heard of. I was looking uh, interested into looking uh, into it more for a story. Do you have any more details or potential people who may have seen them walking to the store? Really appreciate anything. Yet. <laughs> but because that, I think you're implying with your tweet that yeah. they were like getting drugs there. Getting steroids. But I think the two things that people thought were going on in that store that didn't sell sneakers were A, they were selling recreational drugs, or B, they were selling like massages or happy endings or something like that. That's what everyone assumed, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, well, the second one, for sure. I mean, I don't think people who buy steroids buy them out of... Well, I don't right, know, I, right. I it wouldn't steroids. make any sense. That would be... But if they were drug dealers, then maybe steroids would be on the... Like, on, uh, you know, like on... The, the, we could get I feel like that. if like, you're a professional athlete, you're, you're going through shady doctors. You're not going through the guy I agree, who I agree, I agree. Like I agree. Now, uh, now, if two guys who Listen, are Listen, we to, are two experts on this topic, clearly. Yeah, oh, nobody knows more about yeah. steroids and, and recreational drugs than us. Um... <laughs> I, I, so I don't know. Like, are two guys, if they were buying, like, marijuana on a street corner, does that make them more likely to buy steroids? Probably not. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, the story is meaningless. I, I don't think I'm going to respond to these guys. All right, listen. Why, why don't we start? So what we promised for this episode was it was going to be an AMA, 
ask us anything, I guess an AUA, mm-hmm. and you can throw any questions you want at you, me, our wives. Again, the wives may or may not happen. So we got a lot of questions emailed, tweeted, Facebooked, uh, uh, you know, pigeon messaged over to us. So why don't we, uh, you know, go through some of those questions and uh, give some answers if we have any. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So uh, you run the show because I'm relaxed right now and I'm not looking at any screens. Okay, fine. So this is from Donnie. It doesn't say which Donnie. Donnie um, B. Donnie B. If you could choose any living sports figure to sit next to on a three and a half hour flight, but the only catch is that at some point in the flight, your toddler's going to get airsick and throw up on said person, who would you choose? Which athlete? You have a few options here. You could go with athlete you really want to meet and is probably a nice person, will understand when your kid pukes, even if they, even if they don't think it's still, uh, maybe you think it's still worth it to meet that athlete. Like he gives an example of Eli Manning. Or you could go he's with a gi- athlete. he's a Giants fan. Okay, you could go with athlete you totally despise and don't even intend to say a word to, but you're just happy your kid puked on them. For example, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> so those are those are pretty good examples. So Akiva, what would you say for this question? Right. So I I, I can I guess where you're gonna go? Yeah, you I'm guess, guess where you're I'm gonna, gonna go. say you're gonna say David Robinson because you love David Robinson and you think he's such a mensch that he would like apologize. Ah, that's to a good. You. you know what? That's even a better answer than I thought because I'd be excited. He'd be one of the only athletes I would be excited to meet. There would be yeah. like a one in twenty chance I'd be wearing my David Robinson socks because that's in my rotation. <laughs> I do yeah. wear David Robinson socks. <laughs> and um, at, at, right, and if he's such a religious man. That like he claims to be, and I have had to unfollow him on Twitter for years because a lot of just like Jesus stuff and and not a lot about sports <laughs> yeah. is that that he would be understanding, and if he wasn't understand, that could be like, oh, you know, look at you pretending to be all religious, and then a kid pukes on you. So I think well, that's hold on a, a second. I think yeah. you can be like have faith in God and also not want to be covered in puke. <laughs> like I think sure, but how would fair. how would you know how would uh, how would the Godolim act in that situation? <laughs> uh, you know, it, I'm going to go on a tangent here because we're going to have a lot of tangents on this episode. Uh, you know, you were talking about having to unfollow people. So I mentioned uh, to you or to a couple friends like a month ago that all of a sudden I realized I haven't been following Bill Simmons on Twitter for years. I mean, it's been years. That's weird. And I mentioned it because he mentioned something he had tweeted on a podcast. Because I still listen to his podcast. And I was like, I never saw that. And then I realized, oh, I, I actually muted Bill Simmons long ago for, like, I guess being annoying. So I started re-following him a week or two ago. And it's a miserable experience. Yeah. The, he, well, he when he's in Homer mode, the, 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 his tweets are awful. Regular tweets are usually okay. You only They're get non-stop. a couple. They're you get a lot funny. of Gronk touchdown have... on Sunday. And he just tweets Gronk, Gronk, yeah, Gronk. It, he doesn't have links he doesn't have funny points. He doesn't. It's it's worthless. It's literally where it's, it's like a complaining about the refs. Person. Yeah, he's just yeah. a Celtic. It's just following yeah. like a basic Celtics fan who's complaining it's, about the refs. Yeah, it's mind-bogglingly bad. So yeah. Um, All right. So, so, I, but so, it's, so David Robinson's a better is, answer than I would have said. I would have said like a kicker who like you weren't afraid would like beat you up, like someone you don't care about. I'm weird. I never care about meeting athletes. I've never been excited. I'm the only person I've ever really been excited to meet in my life, like celebrity-wise. Is Mike Francesa when I was a little kid, and that's about it. Like when I worked with David, with Dan Patrick and Keith Oldman, like I thought it was cool because I was obsessed with their book when I was a little kid, and I thought like, oh man, little you know, younger Kiva would think this is the coolest thing in the world. But I, I never spoke to Oldman, and I, I never spoke about the book or like you can't go in and ask for autographs at work. You're not allowed to. Yeah. So, like I, I it was it was not interesting. You know, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not. When I was people. a very little kid, I was a big signature guy, a mm-hmm. signature kid. And then once I became like ten or eleven, I realized like signatures are worthless. How do you know? Yeah. If and I do think there's probably so less signatures. Go buy it online. Yeah, outside of like the yeah. elite 
athletes that, that are still the signature still a value. But I, I feel like I wonder if they're getting asked for less less signatures and more selfies. Well, I was going to say, so I'd you know, this is pre selfie, but I always prefer a picture more. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, now they're asked for a thousand pictures, you know, in terms of signature. So I had a, an autographed Chris Carter Vikings hat mm-hmm. and I went down to Vikings uh, uh, training once one August in Mankato mm-hmm. with uh, with Aaron Karasov, friend of mine. And, um, and my dad drove us down because we were like 13 at the time. And I took my Vikings, my Chris Carter hat. And I gave it, and I gave it with the marker. It's like every random ass player who probably was cut and didn't even make the final roster. Mm-hmm. And so it was marred with the signatures of like twenty people, none of whom I know who they are, none of which I can make out. Yeah. So to the extent my hat had any value whatsoever, I completely destroyed it. Yeah, my favorite, the only signature thing that I remember is we went to uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim game when that's what they were called. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they were called. And, and Eddie Murray, I think, was on twenty nine ninety nine or twenty nine ninety eight at the time. He was looking for his three mm-hmm. thousandth hit, or maybe no, was it five hundredth home run? Maybe he might have been on four ninety nine home runs, and so we got to the game early, like by accident. And so my mom like took a, a ball that we brought, and she was so excited. She's like Akiva, like I I like I'm, I'm, I got this guy's autograph, and it was the Bat Boys. <laughs> she has the Bat Boy. He was, he was wearing a jersey. What did she know? Um. Anyway, well, let me ask you a question. What's yeah. the not not like. A Super Bowl World Series, like a game like that. But what's the most significant in terms of a thing like a no hitter, that kind of thing, or a three thousandth hit that you've ever seen in a game? I mean, my dream was to see a no hitter. Uh, my my friend in high school and I had a deal that we would drive to Shea because you could pre nine eleven you could just walk into Shea, but from the seventh inning on, like my dad would yeah. pick us up by going into the stands. Um, that we just start driving if like there was a no hitter. And I think once Rick Reed had a perfect game in like the sixth, then we were like, all right, we're going to go. But then he immediately gave up a hit. But so to me, seeing a no hitter would be amazing. Some one of our listeners, I think, just saw it. Maybe I think it was Dan Birkin or Sean Falconer. I think Dan like just saw. Well, so a, what's a the deepest you've been? I've been into the seventh inning of a no hitter. Uh definitely the sixth. I don't. The, the Mets had I, Reed had a, had a few. I'm trying to, th- and I used to go to like 20, 25 games a year. I don't think I've seen Reed. The weirdest statistical thing I've seen, I saw Tomei and Ramirez go back to back down one nothing in the bottom of the ninth uh, to win two one with two outs. That's never ha- that at the time that happened. I think last year, but it never happened in baseball history. One nothing, uh, bottom of the ninth, two outs, and then two home runs to tie and win the game. Um, okay. Which seems like it would happen, but I, it had never happened. Yeah, um, I can't imagine that's never happened since. It, it, it happened once, and then it happened again like last year. And in the same game, Chuck Finley struck out four guys in an inning. Which was a yeah, cool like good. anomaly, and he's done it three times. Um, I was at a Twins game once where it was. It might have even been a perfect game through six innings, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 it couldn't have been because then they would have pulled him. And um, and, and Gardenhire pulled. I forget his name now, but it was that starting pitcher the Twins had about six, seven years ago. Who uh, he was seen as like a nerd, and like the like the front office didn't like him because they thought he had like a smart mouth. Brian Bannister. Um, no, 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 no. He was a starter. He was a lefty. I forget his name now. Anyways, they pulled him. Did he wear glasses? No, not that big of a guy. And then they brought in John Roush, who did bring, wear glasses in the for the bullpen, who immediately gave up multiple hits in the seventh. Yeah. John Roush, who I think it was the tallest pitcher in baseball history when he started. Yeah, he, um, well, yeah no, I, I just no, don't have any. Was, I, I don't no, think Randy I've Johnson seen was, any yeah. any amazing, like really amazing feats that I could think of. Like the, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like the mo- most unusual thing I've ever seen. Okay. I mean, like two guys getting thrown out at the plate in like one second in, in a playoff game, the Mets Dodgers. That was exciting, but. 
that's not really like historically. So important. Donnie, so the answer that you give to Donnie's question is some random kicker because you think I like the fact that you think you could beat up an NFL kicker. By the way, no, but I wouldn't. He wouldn't beat me up, is what I'm trying to say. Like he. he so you he, think you think that the reaction of an average athlete to your child vomiting on them would be that they would beat the crap out of you on an airplane? I, you'd be like a little nervous about it for the rest of the flight. It's a three and a half hour flight. Um, I but I but but anyway, David Robinson's a better answer. Like you crushed that. Yeah. That's a great answer. Uh, what I would recommend to Donnie, by the way, is whenever you pack, you know, I'm sure you have little kids. So I'm sure you do the same. Like when we pack for our long flights, we bring change. Well, when you clothes. say we pack, like you and Jen both pack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't do anything in your house. I don't pack for me. But, like, I mean, yeah. that, that, I so, mean, but, I, well, so we I pack out my clothes. Clothing. I do pick out my clothes. We pack changes of clothing in it for everyone in the family because mm-hmm. in case there's a vomit or another mess, not mm-hmm. just on the kid, but if it affects the parent. So I would yeah. say, Donnie, buy, go to the big and tall store and buy changes of clothes of all different sizes oh, so that just in case this happens. <laughs> and by the way, these are athletes, so it has to be like top tier stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. David yeah. Robinson isn't, isn't putting on sweats like from Walmart. Yeah. No way. Or, or, or I guess the plaintiff just buy the jersey in the actual size the player wears. Oh, it. yeah. Give him, uh, I gotta <laughs> David, give him his own jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this that works best bad. for football or hockey, though, or you know, because for basketball, well, you know, if he gets it on his sleeve, that wouldn't work so well, obviously. Yeah. But all right, yeah. uh, all right, let's go to the next question. <laughs> okay. All right, a bunch of questions from Tim Weston here. First of all, Tim wants to know: Has Chester ever considered or attempted to watch a season of Survivor? Honestly, yeah, we talked about this before. Yeah, he thinks this, would Chester enjoy it? I, I think he'd enjoy it if you gave him a good season to watch. We've tried this. Yeah, I watched the first season with uh, Richard Hatch and and, mm-hmm. and the other guy. Yeah. Um, and, and then you tried to get me to watch another season a couple of years ago. I got ago, you. We uh, For the Seinfeld podcast, we got you and Amir Bednarch to watch one episode. Uh, Amir made it the whole way. I think you didn't. You had like 40. You, you did One of the things that bothered you, and this was so minor, was that it made you mad that Jeff Probst pretended not to know the contestants' names because he was explaining to the TV viewer at home, like, he was having them introduce themselves. And It's you, the artificiality you, of reality TV that bothers me the most because, like, my yeah. wife... We'll like endlessly watch the Kardashians or whatever she's watching. But she watches shows that are scripted. She watches this, yeah. the competition. But she refuses shows, like, to acknowledge that, and it drives yeah. me effing nuts. Yeah, no. Listen, she's got a lot of bad opinions. Like, that, all right, that, that's not that's not real. Those are not okay. reality shows. If 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 NBA if if an NBA broadcast when it started the game said, and who do we have starting? Cleveland Cavaliers. They have this guy, LeBron James. I wonder who he is. Let's find out about LeBron. That's James. That's not like, what they do. The, the players introduce themselves. That's all he's doing. And by the way, you could be like uh, 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 a old Cowboys backup quarterback named Gary Hogaboom was the first semi-celebrity to ever be on the show. The first person that you could, in theory, recognize just because who had ever been on the show. Um, and he wanted to lie because he thought that, like, oh, if they know I played for the Cowboys as a, as a quarterback and started some games for them, they're going to assume I'm rich and they're going to vote me out. So he lied for many weeks about his identity, and that's why... The, the the host is asking them who they are because if he, you have to give them the right to make something up if they want. That's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. listen, it's not for everybody. It's not for Chester. I, I've given up trying to make people watch shows or movies that I like or listen to music I like at this point. I'm, I, 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 it who just cares? doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? I agree with you. Tim wants to know, what's your opinion of the six-point passing touchdown and four-point interception QB scoring system for fantasy football? I don't think that exists. I, I don't know if Tim is trolling you because you love well, giving no. interception well, no, points more than anyone on earth. Well, okay, so here, here's the thing. First of all, one, one quarterback leagues are a waste of time and a waste of space, number one. Number two, already quarterbacks are, are 
get way too many points in fantasy football, right? Like the the, the 20th best quarterback will score more points than like the fifth best wide receiver no in question. terms of points per game. And so the way you adjust that in the way that we've done it in our league, which works in all my leagues, which works well, is you get four points for a touchdown and you get uh, minus three for an interception. League leagues and is minus two. You were outvoted. Yeah, because people again, people people want things the way that they are, not the way that they should be. That mm-hmm. people are dumb. I understand that. Yes. Um. So he's asking about a six point touchdown league. I mean, again, the problem is that this league then becomes way too court. And again, is this a two quarterback league? Is it one quarterback? League? My opinion is it'll just make quarterbacks score forty points a game. So you know, yeah. if you want to do that, you can do that. I don't care. Yeah. No, six you points know. is too much. I don't have a strong opinion. Now All I right. did try and argue once in in like the AYF for my main league that a pick six, unlike a regular interception, it should be worth minus six. The same or right or, yeah, or minus whatever or, or, minus four yeah and and then i actually went back and looked and each year there's only a total of like 15 pick sixes in the whole season like there's not as many as you think yeah and it's just randomly subtracting two points from somebody like one like it's not gonna make a big difference basically there was that one game i think where matt Schaub had like four of them or something like that but mm-hmm. that's you know very rare so i mean nathan peterman probably had multiple when uh <laughs> you know just by accident by like law of averages, some of those had to go back to the house. All right, another <laughs> question it. from Tim. What moments in your life, Chester, do you remember more highly than the Minneapolis Miracle? Sports or life? Well, he says in your life. I first, the answer should be overall, should still be none. And, and are we talking about like positive or negative? I think he highly, I think he's saying positive. Well, okay, if we're going to get real serious here for a moment, like, like the, the death of my, my maternal, my paternal grandmother... Mm-hmm. was one of the most significant memories of my life and not a good memory obviously but it was yeah no but he's like, saying positive he yeah, I no, think but, no, but i mean saying but but this is this is why i'm bringing this up because it was mm-hmm. it the my entire family coming to, she died in an accident and so it was you know unexpected mm-hmm. and the way it happened it brought our whole family together in a very nice way so I, I you know even though that's a sad thing that's like you know one of the pivotal memories of my life but mm-hmm. I'm, okay. sure, I'm sure that he, he wasn't asking about my grandmother dying so no <laughs> so from a sports perspective you know, I only have negatives. I have the Gary Anderson game, and I ha- like I only have negatives. Yeah, this has to be one, and and one of the interesting things about this is, even let's say you were going to be like your wedding day, or you know, like uh, the first time you ever kissed a girl, or something like that. All of those moments you could have anticipated, like your wedding was scheduled, all these things. The Minneapolis miracle, like it was almost you know the game was over, like it wasn't even something that was on your mind. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it was it was like it was almost like winning a game that wasn't even being played. So it, yeah, it but was, it just if the Super Bowl, if they win the Super Bowl, it's dramatically better because it's like the pivotal moment. And true, but I think it'll swing back in like 15 years and just become because the Steelers didn't win the Super Bowl the year of the Immaculate Reception. I don't think, right? Yeah, I know, but they won four Super Bowls within like like that six true. or seven years. So span. if you guys win, I, that then for sure yeah. that will sort of. I mean, I've said this like many that. times. Like, I would much rather, as a Patriots fan, have five Super Bowl titles and the 16 and 0 regular season than six Super Bowl titles. Yeah, right? I, I, I think that adds to, like, the aura and the mystique. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, uh, last question from Tim. It's for me. I'm on a boat, and it's sinking, and I, there's three life preservers. It's me, Tim Duncan, Sam Darnold, and Alexander Chester. So who dies? I know what you should say, honestly. Well, of course, I'm going to let Duncan die. He's got no value to yeah, me left Yeah, exactly. Anymore. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah, a crazy question. Would... Now, if he yeah. asks Kawhi or, <laughs> you know, or someone who really, like— no offense, Tim Duncan. Like he's yeah. had a good run, but he's he's not adding any value to your life. Like, why would forward. I choose? Yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> yeah. I would t- I would give myself two just in, just to be safe over <laughs> Tim Duncan. <laughs> but now, if it was if it was like me, Kawhi, Sam Dar, I'm not gonna let you die because like you, I, I'd have to. Oh man, 
Think about how much Jen hates me now. Think about how much more she'd hate me if I didn't give you a life preserver. I thought you were hitting on her at the funeral. Hasn't isn't that part of the plan? Yeah, but it's not going to work if she if 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 I, like I'm not even I'm in jail for. Like, I would say this: it would probably be a pretty top shelf funeral because I feel like Kawhi and Sam Darnold would chip in and pay for it. That's yeah, that's true. Out of that's, appreciation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's not a bad point. Although Kawhi wouldn't go to the funeral; he'd be in the yeah, that's clubs. true. Yeah, he'd be at a Dodgers game. Uh, yeah. Olin, I never remember how to pronounce his name. Olin Allen. How do we pronounce his I, name? I have to be honest. I actually googled this to try and figure. It out, yeah, and I and I got conflicting reports. So yeah, we we are ignorant of Irish uh, pronunciation. So please but I feel don't like we've heard from him before. I but I don't oh, remember yeah, ever oh, he, his name. Yeah, oh, he's definitely active in the Facebook group. Yeah. Why does he say buggies? He says, "Who are the greatest ginger athlete buggies of all time?" Is that like an Irish thing or something? I don't. I don't know. Is that a typo? Does he mean bullies? The last group that liberals can bully. Bullies are. He's saying liberals are allowed to bully gingers. So who's? The, but fine. So let's let's just go with the who's the greatest ginger athlete of all time. All right. So first of all, do you do you think of me that way? No. Oh wait. Okay. Do you think you have red hair? Oh, I, I mean, I I mean, he says liberals bully like I am more anti redhead than I'm anti Trump. I despise them. And I think yeah. much like much like. But the reason is because I've been called one my whole life. Right. And I think that's why your hair was so reddish. Luckily, know, I, I, I've been told I, I had a girl once tell me I had Auburn hair. So I went with that because I thought, you know, lo- but luckily now you're a silver fox. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Now it's turned gray. All <laughs> right. So here's the. So, OK, so I thought and my hair could have been I blue. I don't like I thought about this. Now. So first of all, you have to realize there's a lot. There's a lot of Hall of Famers named Red, and they're all nicknamed Red because they had red hair. Yes, right? Red Grange, Red okay. Auerbach, so, okay. yeah, r- yeah. Red so Holtzman in, from my hometown. Yeah, so in, in baseball, well, let's go sport by sport. So in baseball, you get uh, Red Schoendienst, Red Ruffing, Red Faber, uh, Red Grange, you said in the NFL. Red Badgrow, who uh, is a Hall of Famer in football, but also played in, 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 ba- in Major League Baseball, so that's pretty mm-hmm. good. He was, a, he was the Bo Jackson of Redheads. In the NBA, you said Red Auerbach, there's Red Holtzman, another coach. Red Robbins and Red Kerr were players. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's all. Like nobody's being nicknamed Red nowadays. So let's go to more modern era. Okay, but no, but Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton's the Red Rocket. Yeah. So Andy Dalton. Uh, by the way, a lot of quarterbacks. Sonny Jurgensen. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam Darnold is has it looks exactly like Drew McGarry has red hair. Car- Carson Wentz also, by the way. Yeah. Um, so all the tall right, guys, Sean... guys who are really tall, like Wentz, you almost don't see the top of their heads. So you're, yeah. you're looking <laughs> clear. So so Sean White. Is obviously like the flying tomato. He's he's one of the leading candidates, obviously. But he's not I mean, it, red he's hair is co- so much like a part of his identity. Yeah, he's like he's like carrot top. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. That, that's a good call. So Mark McGuire, I always liked how Mark McGuire's hair so well color coordinated once he went to the Cardinals with his uniform. I appreciated that. Yeah, he, he was did a good, look good in the Cardinals uniform. Yeah, we have a couple of Hall of Fame centers, uh, Bill Walton and Dave C- Cowens. I mean, Walton might be number one overall. Yeah. Okay. So now we have my favorite category, which is uh, uh, let me. So I said I hate redheads. Let me uh, give an edit. I love African American redheads. I think that's awesome. So Blake Griffin, Jimmy Graham, Delonte West. I love that look. I love the uh, the Dennis look Rodman. Look. I'm sure at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that technically counts. Um, uh, Paul Scholes. He scores goals. Yeah. Yeah. The old goals. soccer player, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sidine twins, who have just retired. I think they had red hair, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Do is their hair red? It's reddish. All right. Now, yeah. this one is just for you. I know that you love biathlon. Are you familiar with Johannes Thingis Bo? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> so he would be on your list, I'm sure. Why? Did you Google? I, first of all, am I familiar with him? Like, I could tell. I could probably tell you, like, you know, like, what his mom eats for breakfast. Well, then why did you mention him yet yeah, for this well, question? Well, I, I, like, I, I didn't, I, I thought, like, you had enough biathlon. And what about well, his Matt brother, Bonner, Tarie, by though? the way? Former Spur, Matt Bonner. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be up there on the greatest. So just give me yeah, your number Brian one all-time. All right, uh, so my number one all- – oh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., by the way. I mean, it's not a sport, NASCAR, but, you know. So my number one NASCAR, all-time – It's. I mean, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, so yeah. we won't beat the dead I'm going off. The, I'm going off the board. Number one all-time, Archie Andrews. He was the star of the football team, the basketball yeah. team. He could best do it wrestling, all. that's true. The, one of the he was like the Jim Thorpe of yeah. of the nineteen sixties through nineties. Yes, exactly. That's a good one. So now on Archie the show Andrew. Riverdale, we got to ask Nina Stoddard or, or or Kirsten McGinnis this. On the show Riverdale, is Archie Andrews like still a great athlete? I'm not even sure. He is very redheaded. We I, we only watched the first what couple episodes four episodes yeah we that. yeah we watch we watch yeah I I have not kept up with that. I think it's gotten pretty uh, sci fi ish recently but I don't we know. weren't really I, in the target you, demo you can tell me anything I wouldn't know yeah yeah uh, all right but a good question from Mr Allen all right Charlie and I, I'm assuming that he's a redhead by the way or a ginger as they call him. no I, I when he says the last group that liberals can bully I feel like there's some he's the bullier guy. not the bully e. I don't know if he's like a conservative who's bullying them if he's if he's saying yeah. it's good that we can still bully them. I all I like listen. I am if someone has there's also different levels of redheads. Like my wife, one of her very good friends, married has like flaming red hair, and married a guy I went to school with who has flaming red hair. And I say like adults can bully their children. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I need to uh, I need to send you a picture of somebody on Facebook right now. Okay. Because this is a guy I'm not going to say his name, but he literally looks like Ronald McDonald. It's incredible. He's. <laughs> He's one of the least attractive men I've ever met in my entire life. And this is such a terrible thing I was saying, but All right, this is great, great radio. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, I'm obviously not the only one who thinks that because he literally dressed as Ronald McDonald for for Purimar Halloween one year. So, mm-hmm. but um, all right, so so he's self-aware right. about it. But there. All right, go. here's a question from Charlie. Um, after listening to Akiva's podcast about his top soups, he wants to know the best place in New York City for soups. We don't really know that, but I but I want to extend that to you. What is your What are your top three favorite soups? Uh, you're putting me on the spot. I mean, I'll say what I always get. Knox, it's my favorite, but because it's always good and it's hard to mess up, which is lentil soup. Mm-hmm. Lentil soup is very hard to to make bad. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it, I I agree. Every lentil soup is a B plus, but yeah. it, it is very hard to mess. I up. I generally don't like creamy soups because they they have like a they just sort of taste unhealthy to me. But you know, I'll, I'll always appreciate a good pumpkin or sweet potato soup. Okay, that's gross. Sweet potato. Yeah, sweet potato uh, is really one of my least favorite foods. Well, it's funny because in Israel, I mean, maybe not as much now, but like five ten years ago, they were obsessed with the sweet potato. I'm sure they are. I, I like. I'm not gonna like it because it's popular. I, I came hating yeah. it. By the way, speaking of Israel w- so, and, and so, redheads, so when you when you discuss like alleged sins and faults of Israeli society, Israeli, you know, if for you number one is their love of the batata. No, right? well, all else. <laughs> how about this? The um, speaking, we were talking about redheads a minute ago. If you're a redhead in a Israeli classroom, the teacher just calls you Gingy. You don't even get yeah, a you're name. just Gingy. Yeah, I, I, I'm Gingy. I've been called Gingy in Israel many times. You literally yeah. don't even get a name. You're just Gingy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, top soups. All right. Can- Josh Cantor has been begging us oh to gosh, talk about yeah. MJ and LeBron. He's like starting like chat groups just to like try and. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, in. you don't understand. I've been and in. A, I've been in, in a WhatsApp for nine hours. We've been going at it. He, you he's ignore. So it. into it. Yeah, yeah. He also had some uh, question about Kawhi and the Spurs, but I mean, what's there to say about MJ and LeBron like that we haven't said before? Is there anything? No, but for Kawhi and the Spurs, give me a percentage right now that you think he stays with San Antonio. Uh, I'll say 56. 
Yeah, I think that's. I think it's it's a little bit above fifty, but yeah, I would have said somewhere between fifty and sixty-five. I think it just there's no reason financially for him to leave. I just don't know if they're if they if they, he didn't cross some red line that that Marco you know, faults and a pick that kind of how is that how would that work for you? No, I, I mean there's no there's no amount they could because his there's his no value is a little no, lower there's now. No there's value. no amount they yeah. could get that I would be happy with. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, Jeff Peskin wants to know from me, how does my living in Israel affect my viewing of American sports? How do I watch American sporting events? How often do you watch them live, etc.? Um, it depends on the sport. For football, it's actually really easy because the 1 o'clock Eastern games start at 8 o'clock most of the year. And it's easy to watch the 8 to 1s. And then in the 11-whatever the, uh, 11 whatever games, the, you know, the, four, the 430s in, in America, and by 2-something. So it's, that's not tough to ask 17 times a year to do that. The night games, I will wake up or stay up if it's the Jets only. And the Jets don't play a lot of night games because they're not good enough to sort of warrant that. But NFL Game Pass is so good that for $200, you have access to every okay, game on demand. On. But, but NFL's pretty easy. So let's turn to the other sports. Let's turn to yeah. NBA playoffs where everything's starting at, you know. Really hard. So for the Spurs, Eastern I'll stay up live. But if not, I will go to like one of these YouTube channels and then just watch the highlights, ideally without knowing who won. And not, I won't even do that for if it was like Pacers Bucks game two. But. For big games, I'll do that, and and you could usually do it without being spoiled on who on who wins. Hockey, I kind of just don't watch. Even though if I was in America at home at night, I would for sure be watching playoff hockey. You just have to make some sacrifices. Um, uh, baseball, I'll watch the Mets, but I, I I will if I was at home, I would maybe watch like the ninth inning of like a Red Sox White Sox game, like a game that you know. But I'm totally fine with not watching non Mets games uh, until the playoffs. Like I don't, I do watch a lot of non Twins. Regular season baseball games, non twins regular season baseball. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, unless no, if I see on Twitter there's a no hitter or something, I'll definitely. Yeah, well, yeah, no hitters are different. Uh, you know, maybe like a Sunday night baseball and there's nothing else on and it's the ninth thing. But so that, I don't miss that March Madness. I'll make time for. I'll like take a nap and make sure I could stay up the whole night. I, I get to watch more college football because we don't watch TV Saturday afternoons. So I end up college football is a net win. And then, but I'm also really into the Eurosport. So sometimes the Olympic the Olympics happen to be in Asia goal. right now. But yeah. that that is helpful. The World Cup a lot of years will be better for me. Um, yeah. It's not easy, and I definitely watch a little less. But I wouldn't say my sports fandom has waned. I don't go to, I just don't get to go to games. Like I loved going to the U.S. Open every year. That was one of my favorite things. Uh, I having once. yeah, it's a really great day, especially if you. You know what it is? I'll, I would take someone uh, – I would, like, take different people, and the same thing happened most of the time. We'd get there. It's a great experience. The person's having the best time, and about 3.30, they're like, this is awesome, but I don't like tennis that – you know, like, enough to watch <laughs> tennis for 10 hours. No, I do. Yeah. And also, I'll never enter Ash. Like, I'll go to the, all the side matches. The most fun thing is you get, like, one player from Ecuador. And because it's New York City, there's, like, 250 Ecuadorian people, like, living and dying with every point on, like, a tiny side court. You're watching with them. That's great. By the way, World Cup next month, if you want, like, a real New York City experience, watch, like, a Peru game in the one, yes, like, Peruvian yeah. bar in, like, Brooklyn or Manhattan. It'll be the best yeah. hour and a half of your life. Yeah, like you will move to Peru afterwards. Like you should really. I've done it before. Like there is really nothing better, especially if you're an American. And it's super easy in any city of a significant size to find the local bar for just. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I mean, like I don't know if like Columbus, Ohio has a Peru bar, but I I obviously New York, LA, Chicago. I guarantee you, Columbus, Ohio has a Peru bar. I guarantee you, they do. There's no not a big country, and they might not have. They might not have a Senegal bar. 
But even that, I guarantee you they why? have. Why do you think? A, no, why do you think Peru is bigger than Senegal? Peru's not a big country. And they're not like. And Senegal's a historically better team than Peru. Peru hasn't been in the World Cup in a long, long time. I'm not talking about the. I'm not talking about the team, their soccer ability. I'm talking about like sort of the the number of immigrants in this country and sort of their their their, their sort of public activity. We did this like once. I don't know if it was me and you or me and Ari Gold. We tried to figure out if all 32 teams have like a bar in the NFL. But and I like, will say this: that's yeah. not always accurate because there's a couple bars that are identified and like there's certain bars. No, you there isn't by a Peru bar 365 days a year. But there may be a bar where all like the Peruvian fans or all the Tunisian but there fans. But there, there are bars in New York City that have a Packers flag flying. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent of the year. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's because you're getting repeat business. Whereas, like, you would yeah. have had to if you were the Peru bar, you've been waiting for someone to walk in for twenty five years. Um, no, but that's what I'm saying. There's other things going on in Peru that we don't know about, but that Peruvian expats know about. Yeah, you know, anyway, w- watching an England game fi- with a bunch of British find the bar people. Go to your game. I mean, I, I went. You know, I, I know I've mentioned this to you before. Have I mentioned on the podcast, do you know, like the 2006 World Cup in Germany? What? You went to the 2006 World Cup in Germany? So, yeah, when I got arrested, you don't know that whole story? No, well, but, but you know, I was in Germany for the 2014 World Cup while they were, it play, Germany was playing the U.S., but I was at a Pearl Jam concert. Oh, that's I was a- watching on a guy's <laughs> small phone. I was amazed <laughs> by how of- few people there cared. I assumed there would be TVs. It was an outdoor concert, but I assumed there would be TVs everywhere. Yeah. Because it was a Germany World Cup game in Germany. Yeah. They weren't very nervous about beating America, which they did. And they yeah. beat everybody. That's what, that is weird. It's, it's, a, it's a weird time to have gone to the concert. You didn't go to I, Germany for when, that concert. But I, I booked the ticket before, like, we the booked World the Cup ticket, schedule. and then the World yeah, Cup yeah. schedule came out, like, the next week. And yeah. then um, I regretted it. I And the guy I was with is not a sports fan at all and didn't understand my predicament and was, like, going to cry. He was really mad. Because, like, the trip was, like, very important to him, and, like, it was a lot of money, and it was a big deal for him, like, and I was, like... Is somebody I know? No, but I was, like, I think I'm, like, not going to go to the concert, because, I like, watching the U.S. World Cup game is so important to me, and it it would obviously be an insane thing to, like, go to Germany and Austria for a few days for two Pearl Jam concerts, and then not go to one of the concerts, but I was, like, Oh, so you went to Germany specifically for the concert? We flew to uh, Austria... I'm saying you, you weren't going to Germany and Austria and also seeing concerts. You went there to see the concerts. I went with uh, with a friend. I, I I he was sort of a friend of a friend like you were initially. I sat next to him on an airplane, and by the end of the flight, we had become friends. He was also like a tech guy, so he was like fixing all my tech stuff on the on the airplane and like giving me like computer advice. And then uh, he's like, we realized we both like Pearl Jam. He's like, all right, next time they're in Europe, we're gonna go. And so we went. Um, Vienna, which was also very cool because my my grandmother was from Vienna. She was chased out in, I guess, the 1930s. Um, and, um, and we went to an amazing concert. For, for, in, having, for having bad sports takes, you mean? <laughs> we went to an amazing <laughs> concert in, in Vienna. And then we took like an overnight bus, like 14 hours to, to Berlin. We, we got a hotel room. Um, we went to concert in Berlin. The U.S. lost one nothing, but made the round of 16. Slept in Berlin went went back on Friday. Yeah, so we really only went for the two concerts. We didn't do a lot of sightseeing. So it would have been insane not to go. But, like, as we got closer to the game, I'm like, I'm not missing U.S. World Cup game. I look forward to this every four years. And, by the way, history would have been kind to that decision because had that day gone poorly, it would have been nine years between World Cups minimum because they missed the next one. And the, the one after that is in free in five years from now in Qatar. Yeah. Assuming the world still exists. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, no, tell your story. Tell your Germany story. Oh, I mean, it's kind of long. Okay, I'll, I'll, okay. so basically, I... So first of all, my wife, not now wife, then she was just a girlfriend. 
her entire family, you know, you brought up running away from Vienna. Her dad's family are all Holocaust survivors. Her dad's like older two sisters were, who were as babies were killed in the Holocaust and, and her, her entire extended family. So to put it mildly, she's not a big fan of Germany. And I mm-hmm. had been to Germany uh, several times and I had always had a good experience. And by the way, I, I usually in almost all circumstances would wear a yarmulke around town and had never had any negative uh, in reaction Germany. to that. Yeah. And I so, was just talking about this. I, you know, when I was there, I did not wear one, but my, my but you wear hats everywhere you go one. anyway, don't you? I, I often wear hats, not always. By the way, yeah. the only people you ever see wearing baseball hats in Europe are yeah. Orthodox Jews <laughs> trying to pretend not to be Orthodox. Yeah, that's true. No, sometimes like just American <laughs> tourists will wear baseball hats, but yeah. I, 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 I sort of get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so me and my um, now wife were, were traveling to Israel and had a layover in Frankfurt for like a day, and this was in the summer of 2006, and so... I was really trying to emphasize to her the whole day about how great things are in Germany and everything was going pretty well. And so it it was that day there was no game in Frankfurt. But what they did was every single city that hosted a World Cup game in Germany, they tried to make that city feel like it was a game day on every game anywhere in the country. So that day Italy played Australia. If you remember, Australia did really well in 06. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Italy played Australia in I think it was a quarterfinal if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And what they did was, you know, the, uh, Frankfurt has the Main River going down the middle of it. And they put, and I actually have pictures of this on Facebook, they put in the middle of the river on these floating barges, these massive, you know, like uh, Jerry World-sized screens in the middle of the river. And then they would set up stands on both riverbanks. And so you could sort of watch the game and pretend you're at a stadium. And it, it, every, every once in a while, like, a boat would float by and block part of the screen and the people would boo. Mm-hmm. But um, And that's how we watched the game. And even though this was Italy against australia and we were in germany the entire crowd you would have been convinced we were like in the deepest part of australia because every single person like mad was going for australia when i say going for like like full body face paint flags everything mm-hmm. insane yeah, it was, so. the game was the round of 16 in kaiser slaughtered okay and the, and i asked them i said to people like why, why is everybody rooting for australia and the simple reason is because germans hate italians like that was it right yeah no that's what but i like, guessed Okay, but you and I would root against the Patriots, but we wouldn't like buy the jersey of the other no, team. No, no, yeah. <laughs> so these people, people really, would. yeah, yeah. So th- you got to respect the commitment, and like the stands would shake when Australia's like uh, when something good happened for Australia. It was like a really fun experience. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, much like the old Los Angeles subway, the way that the subway works in in Frankfurt or the train system, apparently, which we didn't know, but I'm giving you like a spoiler alert, is. There's like there's no turnstiles, so it's sort of an honor system. So you buy a ticket. It's all, also like in Israel, actually, I think, right with the uh, with the light rail mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. It's sort of an honor system. You buy a ticket, and um, and then periodically they'll check. And if you're and if they check and you have the wrong ticket, then you have to pay a, a fee of a higher amount as a punishment, basically. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know that. So that morning, you know, we we get to the airport. We're at the airport station, and we and we go and ask information how to use the machine, right? Yeah, and we say to them, you know, we want—is there like an all-day ticket? Like we're going to be going around all day, and we're coming back to the airport at the end of the day, and we tell them exactly what we want to do, and they take us to the machine, which is all in German, and they like buy the tickets for us, and they give us our tickets. So we buy these tickets, and that's that. And then all day long, we're taking the trains, and we notice that nobody else seems to have tickets except for us. So we thought, oh, I guess we're like the naive, stupid Americans, and that you don't actually have to buy a ticket. Maybe because it's the World Cup, so they waive the tickets so that for the tourists, because it's hard for—we don't know. But anyways, mm-hmm. we actually bought tickets like like you know like good boys and girls. At the very end of the day, like the day's over, we're going back to the airport uh, to go back to get to our next flight. And um, there's some kid who's going and collecting tickets. And I say, kid, he was like, 
he was looked really really young was just wearing a t-shirt did not have any kind of uh, uniform was just because i'm narrating the story accurately he was uh, he was like an arabic kid and he was asking people for tickets so i gave him my tickets and um and he says you know and he didn't speak a word of english and he and he like got upset about my ticket so I, the people next to me, all very nice Germans, including one guy who was literally painted head to toe in Australia gear still, they started explaining to me in English and then arguing with the guy in German. And they were telling me, yeah, you have the wrong ticket, but don't worry. They, you know, it was a mistake and they never make tourists pay the fee. And so, and the guy kept saying to me, give me money, give me money, give me money. And we didn't know what to do. And everybody was saying, don't give him any money. Don't listen. So I didn't know what to do. So we, so then we said, so then the guy who was sort of, each car of the train had one of these people sort of checking. So then at, at the next stop, all the guys came out collectively together. And then they all came. The guy who was in charge of them, who was like an older German, like, you know, like a German looking German guy with like blonde hair and stuff. He came up to me and said, like, you know, you have the wrong ticket and you have to pay some fee. And everyone on the train was yelling at him to leave us alone. So I didn't know what to do. So I said, listen, I'm getting out at the next station, which is the airport. I'm not running away. I'm getting out at that station. The people on the train are telling me not to pay you. So I'm going to get out. We'll wait on the landing, and I want to call like a police officer over just to ask them what to do because I don't know what to do. And so that's what we did. So we got out at the station. The guy got out with us, and then he called the police, and then we waited for a while, and then the police came. So the police come. They don't talk to us. They go talk to him for like several minutes, like five feet away from us in German, and we don't know what's going on. And then he comes up to us, the police officer, and I don't know whether it was like malevolent intent or just like translation issues, but he says, you people come to our country and you try and steal and that's what you always do and you try to steal from our trains. And my wife goes fucking ballistic on that. Like, you know, like the last time a member of her family took a train in Germany, they didn't pay either, but for different reasons. And so like, she was like really, really pissed at them and I'm trying to calm her down because I don't want to like escalate things. And I kept saying like, we did not do anything by intentionally. We asked the guy at the machine what to do. If we made a mistake, we're sorry. The people on the train told us that it, you're of the jurisdiction to waive the fee, and so we're just not sure what's going on here. And then like there was like a good cop and a bad cop, or there was a stupid cop and a smart cop. So the stupid cop says, when I go to New York, I have to know how to buy the ticket. I'm like, actually, when you go to New York, the the like, the like subway machines are in like 27 different languages, yeah. <laughs> definitely including German, so that wouldn't happen. But anyway, so to make a long story short, the, the police officer said that we had to pay whatever it was. And we had to pay in cash, which is also really shady, right? Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, well, I don't have any euros left because it was the end of the day. And we, like, spent our last cash. So they escorted us to the police station. Would they have accepted then, dollars? I bet they would have. <laughs> I don't know. So they escorted us to the police station. And at this point, Jen says she has to go to the bathroom. So they took her to a, 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 a prisoner bathroom in the back of the police station, which was just like a hole with no now door. Now I think you've told this story. <laughs> with, there was a hole with no door with, like, a, with like a male police officer watching her. And she's like, can you give me privacy? And he's like, no. So my wife is like, uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, was so mad. To make a long story short, they kept her there while they escorted me to an ATM machine where I took out money. I gave it to them. The police officer put it in his pocket. Yeah. And then he took me back to the station where I got my wife and left. And my wife like wanted to give him a Nazi salute as she left. And I told her, then we'll get arrested and get away from our troubles. So, yeah. Uh, so, so she's yeah, never going back, back to Germany. Germany. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I've been to Germany many other times, had only positive experiences. And that whole day was positive until that. So yeah. just make sure that you buy the right ticket on the trains in Germany. Yeah, that was the moral of the story. <laughs> Zach Brooks, speaking of travel, <laughs> he wants to know what's on her travel bucket list. <laughs> what's on yours? You don't like to leave the couch, so. Yeah, I, I think the three countries that we discuss going to that we have not been to yet, my wife and I, are Italy, Australia, and Iceland. Okay. When are you planning on doing these things? 
Well, the, the one of the cool things about living here is you could stop over for a day or two on the way to America and like, you know, like we did. We went in to the Eiffel Tower. In, in, we went in, to, in Europe, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere in Europe, you could you could just basically yeah. have a stopover flight and you could go there for free. But are you doing this with like all your kids? Because that's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I, there are times where I don't have a baby also. Like my 12 year old. Again, my 12 year old is a net positive And now my nine year old is, too. Like they can carry their own bags. They don't, you know what I mean? Like they, but they get whiny, they get hungry, they don't want to do things. Adults the twelve want and the nine-year-old are really good travelers. Travelers, they will okay. never complain. The, the The boys are the issue because they're much younger. So okay. yeah, right now we're in a not really do this zone. But when we when we didn't have a baby, we were pretty solid. So here's my one advice to anybody listening to this podcast who possibly can. And obviously, you know, there's various limitations in life: financial, time, health, etc. But Chester will help you by paying for it if you're yeah. travel as much as you can, like in your twenties and yeah, like, before you have cheap trip children. Yeah. Like and you you know, you can cheap I mean, obviously flights are somewhat expensive, but beyond that, especially if you go to like Asia where flights are super expensive, but you can like, you know, if you go to like Thailand, everything's really, really cheap when you get there. Or India. Yeah. Like the biggest mistake in my life, and I guess this means I've had a pretty good life, the biggest mistake in my life is I should have traveled way more yeah. when I had I didn't have money really, but again, I would happily sleep in hostels for like ten dollars a night. And like, in hindsight in you did have money. Like you thought you didn't have money, but like the amount of money it would have cost in hindsight, like you could have done it. Yeah, um, but I say, but also, I, did but I, see, I, I didn't had, have I had this... nothing tying me down. Right, I, and I didn't I have a chance. I was always tied down because you got married at like nineteen. Yeah, yeah. But I had summers where I like you know, I like for example, every chance I could, I would go to Israel, which you know is nice in in one regard, but you know, there's a lot of parts of the world I really wish. I, so I've been nowhere in Asia except for Hong Kong. Yeah, I, I've, I've been, not been in Asia. I've I mean, been nowhere in South America there. or Latin yeah. America. I've been, you know, I've been nowhere. So there's, you know, I would say I want to go everywhere. <laughs> so that's a bad answer. And right. Now my no, we always is talk like about 60. Iceland is really hot. I think that's but that's not really a kid's place. Italy, we could definitely do a day or two with kids. Um, my grandparents took my whole family there, but we were not invited. Like they took my <laughs> my three sisters, but I guess we were too many people. Um, <laughs> but it's like it's really hard. Like the next time my wife and I can go on like a vacation to a place is like. You know, in 20 years from now, basically. So, I mean, if you don't have any more kids, like, it's uh, you could get a grandparent or an aunt or an well, uncle as, to watch. As my next door neighbor says, when you go somewhere with your kids, that's not a vacation. That's a trip. I know, but I'm saying, like, they're not, like, once your youngest kid is five, you can leave them for a few days. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I've never had, I, don't know. I mean, I've, I guess I have had a youngest kid be five, but yeah. it was a while ago. Um, so, so you're saying I only have to wait, like, five more years, assuming I have no more kids. Yeah, or or like you can, once your kids are older, honestly, traveling with them is not bad. Like we were in Mexico with them, and that's an easy vacation because you're just staying in a hotel and like going to the beach and stuff. But that was like not difficult at all. Yeah, see, to me, I'm not interested in those kinds of vacations because like you can stay in a nice hotel and go to a beach anywhere in the world. Like when I go to a place, I want to experience. That's that what my wife said. We could have gone like 20 minutes away and done that, but I, yeah, like, like I, I don't understand people who go to like the Caribbean because like I have in-laws in South Florida, and like you know, it's yeah. it's the same thing, honestly. Yeah. Oh, what well, I, I want to yeah. do. Yeah, I want to go to like Asia, lots of places. That that would be, uh, you know, honestly, the whole. It seems like Americans travel when, like, when you go around the world, you realize like American teenagers and people in their twenties travel less than because if you're in Europe, you can go everywhere in Europe for you know in in you know in a Americans yeah Um, Americans travel way less than the rest. Now, part of it is again, if you're in Europe, all the other countries of Europe are right there. So that's yeah, but but yes, but also with the travel bucket list, there are also a lot of really cool places in America. Like, if you like driving. American road trips are also fun. Now, yeah. with four kids, I'm not sure if they're fun. Yeah. But like for two or three people, that uh, that's and one that of the obviously doing. you know is obviously a lot a, a lot less expensive, right? And you don't need a passport. You don't need we, flights. We we had a we had a friend 
whose whose family uh, in high school at the end of high school his family came into like a tremendous amount of money, and they bought an RV. And the fr- our friend said like we could like travel around for a couple of weeks like between like after school before camp in this RV, and everyone was like really fired up. Um, and then they like our parents all met. The friend, and they're like, no, you can't even, like, go to dinner with him. He's, like, the shadiest person I've ever met. Nobody's parents let him, so it didn't end up happening. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that would have been a cool thing to do, like, travel travel America. Like, I don't know. I've never been to Nebraska. That seems fun. Like, I don't know. Go to, like, the College World Series yeah, or something. I mean, I, I've been to Omaha. I don't know. Don't have a lot of Omaha, things. somewhere in middle America. Okay, next question from Zach. This is actually a good question. Would you rather relive the 90s? Or the zeros, the aughts, and why? Now, just to give people uh, an idea, for us, that would basically be reliving first through 11th grade or reliving, like, senior year of high school, college, uh, uh, you know, getting married, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think he's saying in, in our life. So would you rather go back and be 7 to 17 again or... 18 to 28 again. Right. Now, my, my first question would be, like, do we have the knowledge of, like, why wouldn't it oh. just be the exact same? Or are we just literally, like, is it like a replay? Are we traveling in time? Is this a replay? Yeah. So, well, so we can answer however we want. Yeah, but I, I think if it's just, like, what was better, the 90s or the zeros, like, it would be insane to pick the 90s, right? Yeah, well, because we were little kids for the first time. Yeah, why do you want to be in, like, third grade again? And there's so much homework yeah. and stuff. Like, that was I mean, I, w- I would redo the 90s totally differently. Like, if I went back with the not- – like, I would have a totally different strategy. Because I, like, I lived life in the wrong direction, I think. Yeah, what direction were you living it in? Like, I started really high, and then I went only downhill. <laughs> well, you peaked in the 90s? Oh, for sure. I, like, when I was, like, eight or nine, I was, like, a prodigy. And, like, the problem is that I raised expectations for my parents. Yeah. And they thought, like, that they had the next, like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg on their hands. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like I mean, not to make myself too big of a nerd, but I literally took math. I I, I studied math at the University of Minnesota when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> so, and by the way, I never took a, a math class in college when I right. actually was in college. You, so you literally peaked in in math in sixth grade. Yeah, and, you know, and in piano and like in every nerdy endeavor in like the National Geography B. And so I, yeah, you, you know, got it. You went out too fast. You're like one yeah. of these guys in like a long distance. Like you were leading the marathon halfway, but then you didn't. Yeah, even finish. exactly. And so then, and then like when I graduated law school, and I went to a pretty good law school, and I, you know, I did. But because I didn't graduate like with top of my class awards, my parents thought I was like a huge disappointment. Now other people would say like you got into a pretty good law school and you graduated right, like that's right. pretty good. But, sure. Yeah. So everything right, I bet you but, also your parents might if like they were disappointed by your class rank at Harvard Law School. The problem <laughs> might be with your parents and not with you. <laughs> well, but that, but I think the problem is because they're not that way with my siblings, and I think it's because my sibling, my brother Sammy, to his credit, started slow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he started really slow. But you know what? He like he like he had tons of growth potential, and so he yeah. like he kept growing, and going. Up. And also, they didn't expect anything from him, so they were never like, "Oh, your teachers keep talking about your." That's potential. what I'm saying. You got to lower that. You don't oh, want to have. I'm the king of lowering expectations. That's my. Motto. You don't want to be you know. Doc Gooden as a rookie because you no. know, like, who was satisfied with Doc Gooden's career? Nobody. Yeah. Zero people. Even if or Grant Hill. Grant Hill is like probably should be in the Hall of Fame, but nobody's happy with Grant Hill's career. Well, he'll be in the Hall of Fame because it also goes by college. Okay, but I'm saying if he, yeah, no, well, I you know, point taken. Yeah, you want to be one of these guys who peaks late because of steroids. Yeah, in elementary school, you want to be getting like you know middle of the class grades, right? By junior high, you know, okay, move up to like a B plus. By high school, get into like the A minus level, and then in college, is when you want to start cranking out those A's. Right. People talk about peaking in high school, but I've never heard someone lament that they peaked in sixth <laughs> grade before. 
<laughs> well, I mean, socially, as you can imagine, given the first part of my sentence, socially, I was not peaking at six. Ah, grade. so you have actually improved socially. <laughs> now, are girl like if well, we go back, are like girls still ignoring us? Like, do, is there any reason for optimism? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That that's another one. Like, there's sort of a negative correlation between what impresses girls when you're ten and and, and you know what's and what's successful in life, right? Right. Whereas when yeah, you're that's 13, like the old Ari Klein line, which is like in the uh, other direction. That um, I think it's something like. Like when we were kids, like he he's like I did well with girls because this is him speaking, not me. Um, that because like girls thought he was like cute and funny, but is like like then he like uh, he you know he when he got older he realized like uh, you know that you know what's cute like twenty million dollars you know what's funny <laughs> like uh, being six foot four. Well, um, I was gonna say is, the problem for him is he's the same size now. So <laughs> um, he was also like a child artist, Ari Klein, who uh, who is like no longer an artist. So he, you know he could empathize. Like he could. Uh, he also maybe I don't know if he peaked. I don't want to say he peaked, but um, yeah. Well, the, so my grandfather, who I'm named after, was yeah. an artist and signed his paintings. So I have a couple in my house, and people come over and they'll be like really impressed. They're like, I can't believe you made this, and I'm like. But it also says Alexander Chester, 1972. Yeah. So <laughs> wait, it's I crazy. I have such a similar story. My mother's father was a professional artist. Like that yeah. was his job. But he also taught yeah. art a little bit. But he made yeah. stained glass windows for synagogues, um, and and then one of his like main students was my elementary school art teacher. So she gets there, and I'm sure at some point my parents said, like, hey, even though I have a different last name, my grandfather, like, you got to tell Mrs. whatever her name is that, um, like, that, that you're, you know, you're uh, David Wall's uh, son, the grandson. And I'm like, all right, you know, that's going to get you, like, 100 in the class. So I went in, but I'm also, like, I can't write, like, people talk about, like, doctor handwriting. I have much worse handwriting than that. You can't read my handwriting. I can't, I can't draw a stick figure. I am, in a group of 100 people, I will be the worst at like coloring or drawing a picture without question a hundredth out of a hundred probably a thousandth out of a thousand like a randomly selected group of people so I, you could imagine how good i was in art class literally she probably thought like oh i'm gonna have this prodigy here my favorite teacher's grandson by like day three of art class i was like allowed to go <laughs> to like a different class during art class <laughs> she's like you're gonna have to like you're gonna like read books for English during art class because yeah. <laughs> it's such a waste of everyone's time. Like you literally can't glue a popsicle stick to another popsicle stick. Your yeah, I also did not work. get any of my grandfather's skills by the way. Only his name. So yeah, that's funny. They were both both artists. So uh, I, I, I you'd have to say the the, uh, the zeros, the aughts. Like it would be insane to relive the '90s. Like why do I want to be? Like you don't want to be in third grade again. I feel like, but, like uh, but, we, but, we have positive you know, memories, but it's like a grind. Like going to school every day from September yeah. to June is awful. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. So Mira's not listening to this, obviously. Like, sure. Would you get? Let's say you still love her and you'd find her at twenty-seven and marry her then. But would you get married at yeah. nineteen again? <laughs> well, I didn't get married at nineteen. I was almost twenty-one. Um, oh, 21. oh, 21. No, I mean, if like if we could not change things, I don't want to say I would change things, but it's it's definitely a good argument because. I was just, I was very young. I was way too young to get married. And um, I like, who are these irresponsible people who are letting like a 20 year old who didn't know how to drive get married? It doesn't even make sense. It was insane. I graduated, I graduated college with a child with no career plan. Like, I finished college and the next day I was like, all right, I don't even like, I wasn't, I was like, I'm not going to grad school right now. I don't even know what I want to do. Like, what am I doing? I'm like, all right, now now it's like, at least when I was in college, I was doing something. Then I finished college, like, all right, what do I do? And then, and then like September comes, I had, I, I didn't, I finished in August. 
And then September comes around and it's like, oh my God, like I need to get a job. <laughs> like the, I have like a family just so I'm not home all day because I'm going to get like, and she's going to murder me immediately. And I look like a huge loser just like doing nothing. So that was like in, in hindsight, that was crazy, right? Like, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll work all right. Out. So I, yeah, I think probably the correct answer is the aughts. Yeah, for for sure. Uh, but I would be interested in hearing if someone would rather relive their elementary school days than their high school and college days. Uh, and then what would be our last meal? What, what would be your last meal? I, I don't like to answer these questions. I don't have a favorite color. I don't have a favorite food. You know, like I'm, my favorite food is whatever I haven't had in a while. So I'm annoying. That's, this. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they don't even let you do this anymore on like death row. I would like a little bit of sushi in there. I like so many foods. I also like my wife uh, is really. Uh, can you ask? Is, is your wife in your house? Is she in my house right now? Is she like around? Yeah. Can you I'm ask her? I'm at work. But... Oh, you're at work. I thought I thought I heard people. I thought I heard like your family yelling in the background before. No, um, no I, I, I because my wife's biggest thing. I drink like a liter and a half of Diet Coke uh, about four times a week. I'll just like drink a bottle in a day. And it's like her biggest problem in life right now is that I drink this Diet Coke and that I don't think well, she's no, afraid I'm going to die. Fair, I think she's afraid I'm going to get like a disease. It's and her biggest problem that she thinks is addressable because the other problems are like threshold issues. Oh, yeah. No, most of these things she's the written off. No question. <laughs> yeah. But literally, she literally said the other day because like our neighbors, uh, he smokes and then like the air outside will smell like cigarette smoke sometimes. And my daughter was like, oh, why does he do that? It's the worst thing you do. And my wife was like, the second worst thing. Like, she literally had the hot take that my diet <laughs> soda drinking is worse. So you know what I did? I bought a bunch of, like, regular Sprites. And now I'm just, like, walking around the house. And I drink it from the bottle because the kids aren't allowed to yeah. have diet soda. So, like, yeah, my no parents reason. hate my parents hate pop as much as. Um, as Don't, I mean, yeah, my, my mom, I was not allowed in my house. I mean, I could have it. There was no rules. But, like, my mom wouldn't buy it. Um they were big diet Snapple people, like for for non water drinks. Like it was almost all water, but then for like you know if it, like formal meals, they would have diet Snapple or or uh, not soda for sure. And soda's not big in this culture either. It's much more like there's a lot of juices. If you go even if you go to a wedding, it's just like a bunch of like plastic juice bottle. Um, yeah, but it's fake juice. It's like ninety percent like fake. It's not oh yeah, no, it's almost some of it's like soda juice. Yeah, what we were just talking about this to our kids. Except that it's flat. It's not carbonated. Yeah, no, it's flat. It's not carbonated. The car- what they do carbonate is their apple juice, like their real apple. They juice. carbonate the apple juice, which is insane. Yeah, the the truth is the drink situation here. You can't get good. Our the aforementioned Ari Klein once said that if he moved here, he would like you bring a lift. You you bring like all your stuff in 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 basically like a, a like a giant truck. That they put on a boat, and he said his whole thing would just be Tropicana orange juice because that would be what he missed. Most. Oh, like, I used to say that. Yeah, no, no, fresh squeezed juice in Israel is way better, but it's not like at the grocery store. It's like from like the right, the but that's that's like going to a restaurant. That's you know, you're, that's like we're going to Starbucks. That's like six dollars for a thing of juice. Um, all right, Scott Pyle, how do we justify the free throw hell end game of most basketball games? In his opinion, Scott, not only is it absolutely brutal to watch, but it's maddeningly flawed intellectually. Because if you're not benefiting from breaking the rules, there's a pretty obvious – if you are benefiting from breaking the rules, there's a pretty obvious pattern. So he, his issue is why can you foul to get the ball back, basically? Does that bother okay, so, you as an intellectual? Are, well, okay. So are you familiar with the Elam ending? You might be. You just haven't – if you forgot the name. Nick Elam. What is it? So the Elam ending was this proposal of how to solve the exact problem that Scott Pyle is talking about. Because Scott is – now, I will say in the rest of Scott's question, he says – um, he says the free throw hell end game of both basketball games. He says, in my opinion, not only is it absolutely brutal to watch, 
but it's flawed intellectually. If you're benefiting from breaking the rules, is a pretty uh, there's a pretty obvious problem. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I don't think you're benefiting from breaking the rules. It's like part of the strategy of the game. For example, if you're down, if you're if you if you're winning by you know two points in an NFL game, and and the guy's running towards the end zone with 30 seconds left, you want to let him score. That's not benefiting mm-hmm. from breaking the rules, right? You're mm-hmm. you're you're grant you're not trying to prevent him from scoring for the purpose of you getting the ball back. It's the same thing. That's not, but but it is. But he is right that when you have the endless files, it becomes really boring. So the Elam ending was a brilliant idea, which is mathematically he calculated the number, and the rule is at the three minute mark of an NBA game, and it's the four minute mark of a college game, the clock mm-hmm. is turned off. It's no longer a timed game. Yeah. And now there's a target score. The target score is seven more than the leading team. Right. So this is so, very much like like uh, street ball. Like we're playing a twenty-one. Yeah. So at, at the three-minute mark, if you're winning ninety to eighty-two, then the clock is turned off, and the first team to ninety-seven wins. And the yeah. reason this is great is because the team with the eighty-two can still win. Right. They have to go mm-hmm. on a fifteen to six run, but stopping the other team from scoring is the priority. And so the last thing you want to do is foul because you don't want to give away any points. Right. So the so the Elam ending would completely solve the issue that Scott Pyle has, and that's why it's so brilliant. It would make it much more exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Now the only thing is it eliminates overtime. Yeah, that's the one concern. Now maybe some like the idea of eliminating overtime. No, I the leagues hate it. I, I, the leagues are already saying no to this because you're cutting the, the game times down, and they're so concerned with how long the games are. No, you're cutting the game time down. You're making the game shorter. That's a good thing. They want no. They want more commercials. They want a long. They want three hours. You the rating gets high. No, 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 no. no when no, a game no, goes to no. the final minute or overtime. No, baseball is trying to get their games as short as possible for sure. Well, Basketball doesn't. That's have that's a little different. Basketball wants to stretch them out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but all right. Uh, Kevin Donnelly has a bunch of questions. Let's go through them. What are our earliest sports memories? What's your earliest sports memory? So my early sports memory, I would say, is the Twins winning the World Series in 1987. I don't remember watching any of the games. I probably didn't because I was four and they were past my bedtime. Yeah, and now I've, old, but, I've, I've told you this before. This is a fake memory. No, no. I, but I remember being aware. Well, okay. I have memories from preschool when I was three. You do not have any. And these are not memories of photos because there are no photos. I have memories of like fleeting. How do you know there are no events. photos? Your parents didn't take any pictures of you? You're the, you're no, I have memories of, of, of fleeting. Like I, I told you, I have a memory of my dad telling me. Uh, at school, at preschool, at Bethel, when I was three years old, that the president likes, um, likes, um, what are they called? Um, uh, candy, um, what are they called? Candy cane? No, the little, the little circular candies. What are they called? In different colors. Gumdrops? Yes, you do. No, much more, ca- much more cum. Oh my God, this is really frustrating. We're gonna have to All right, let's come back to you. What, what, like, what does it look Anyways. like? Can you, can you, can you, like, paint a picture? The most color? generic candy that exists in the world other than chocolate is blank. I don't know. Good. <laughs> Gum? Candy be- beans, not candy beans, jelly beans. Thank you, jelly beans. He likes jelly beans. So uh, when I was three years old, one day I got jelly beans, and I showed them to my dad. We were walking to his car in the parking lot, and he said, you know, the president likes jelly beans. And, and how do you know the later, president was Ronald Reagan? It could have been freaking... Because Barack 20 Obama years later, I was reading somewhere that Ronald Reagan liked jelly beans, and suddenly that memory came flooding back. I have a memory oh. of this guy named Barry chasing me, and I... I I was chasing him, and Philip was chasing me. These are two kids who were only in my class that one year, yeah. and I remember their names, and okay. my parents have no idea who I'm talking yeah. about. So my early sports one. memory uh, and is By the way, my brother team. has memories yeah. when he was two. So. Yeah, he's a liar. Um, the, you just have uh, a mental issue. <laughs> my, my early sports memory, 1988, um, my dad's, I guess, stepbrother was watching the Mets-Dodgers series uh, in my grandfather's basement. I remember coming in. But I, I have... Uh, 
I think more than you because you weren't a TV watcher and I was like such an early adapter. A lot of like 1989, 1990, 91. Like I, I, I could tell you exactly where I was during the Christian Leitner shot. I can tell okay, you. But 19, okay, but by then we're 7 8. I remember like a lot yeah, of Yeah, but things. none of our friends were freaking watching the Final Four or the Elite Eight. I remember which house I watched the Super Bowl at, like in 90. Yeah, no, Super Bowl is, is, a different, yeah. is a different thing. No, um, I, only have t- I only have two sports memories before 1989, before I turned six, uh-huh. which are the, which again, I remember that the Twins And, won the and World I remember uh, I went to my grandma's house and she's like, you can watch the World Series, and then it was the earthquake. And I was watching yeah, this in her So that room. was 89. 89. And then the other one, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, is the Timberwolves' debut season was 89, so this was before that. So this would have been in 87 or 86 mm-hmm. or 88, I don't know. I was shooting hoops in my backyard, and I said to my dad, what's the name of a basketball team? And he said, the New York Knickerbockers. Mm-hmm. And that became my favorite team until Great the Timberwolves story. existed. All right, yeah. uh, so you should well, still wait, be a Kevin Knicks fan. To. You're a traitor. All right, uh, Kevin Allen wants to know, what we always trash uh, sports, journalist, sports journalists do we have a list of the top five or ten worst sports reporters? We kind of did that. Who right now, today, is your worst, your least favorite sports journalist going? Well, of somebody who I actually follow, because like there's a bunch of people like I just ignore what Albert Bruce right, says. Right, right. right. They right. have to get onto your radar or else they maybe. Yeah, they so I'd say Bill there. Simmons. His, his tweets are just <laughs> That's stupid because you listen to his podcasts. Yeah, he's, his podcasts are fine. No, his, so I think that's part of his thing. Like you, if you don't, if you really hated someone, you would not consume any of their media. Right. That doesn't make okay. sense. Okay, but in terms of best, and everybody loves to hate on Around the Horn, but most of the guys on Around the Horn, most of the people on Around the Horn under the age of forty are really good. Yeah, you I'm love Dan Lebitard also. I love Dan Lebitard. I like Bomani Jones. I like um, Pablo Torre. I like Sarah Spain. I mm-hmm. like you know I like all those people honestly. Um, yeah, my least favorite probably still Manish Mehta, but I feel like I'm trying to phase <laughs> him out. I, I do hate him. Uh... I don't know who I, I I really like Roger Sherman of the Ringer. I feel like he should have more of a, yeah. He's good. He's good. Um, yeah, Simmons is has got to like promote that guy. Um, all right, number three. Uh, what's the most pointless list that Chester has saved on his computer? I think I feel like we've discussed this before. Like the dumbest list. Yeah, I mean I don't know. There's a lot of dumb ones. Uh, I don't know. I, it's just <laughs> I didn't prepare ahead of time. Honestly, so I don't know the answer you to this. Uh, okay. Um, well, put it this way. Why don't you give me the name of a word, like a movie, a TV show, a genre, a sport. And a, you're going to control president. F it? Uh, and I'm going to search it in my computer and see if I have any files with that in it. The movie Gattaca. I've never seen that. I don't know Okay, it is, so, so it's got to be uh, something you've seen. All right, how about this? The movie Analyze This. Okay, so you're only talking about movies. Fine. Do you want me, you want me to do You said, you, you, like, no, the, I meant, act, I meant, you, the you actor, you the actor, said, you the actor Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Hold on. Analyze this. Uh, no, the only thing I have related to analyze this was when we did our greatest movies of the past 25 years chart. Okay. Sorry. The city yeah. of <laughs> Jackson, Mississippi. No, the city of uh, uh, Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> Let's see. How have I referenced Toledo in a chart? Okay. The Oh, I got a lot of Toledos. I have nine documents with Toledo on them. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, okay, so <laughs> one of them is my all 19th century baseball team. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just clicked that one by random. And why is Toledo mentioned? Um, I think they have oh, a team. Oh, of course. Life. Tony Mullane uh, spent part of his career. He was on the Detroit Wolverines, the Louisville Colonels, the St. Louis Toledo Blue Stocking. Oh, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Toledo Blue Stockings, the Cincinnati Reds, the Baltimore's, and the Cleveland Spiders. Mm-hmm. So it's Tony Mullane representing, and he was both a pitcher an outfielder and a third baseman, so all-around wow. player. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any non-sports <laughs> Toledo uh, rankings in there? Oh, I gotta go back to Toledo. 
Um, in the meantime, do you have a, his next question? Do you have a favorite sport outside the four majors? What's your favorite sport? <laughs> okay, I have a ranking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a ranking of the uh, of all cities in America where I would want to go for Passover in 2013. <laughs> Did you send this to your father-in-law because you were so mad about going to Detroit? <laughs> I must have sent it to somebody. Toledo, Ohio shows up on the list. Uh, is there even like a synagogue in Toledo, Ohio you could go to? I'm not even sure. I don't know, but I have it number 52 on my list. I don't know how I made this list, but Toledo was number 52 on that. Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> insane. Oh, you might have to post that list in the group. Um, what's your favorite sport outside baseball, basketball, football, and hockey? To play or to watch? To watch. We, we don't play sports. What's going on? It's like a question. That's how my wife would answer. Like, well, I don't like watching sports, but I play sports. So do you know? So when, when I first met Jen, um, you know, we so we, we met, we were interns together in the same place in Washington, D.C. in the summer of 2004. Mm-hmm. And before. That's when I got married. Uh, yeah. Well, that's when I met my wife. So, you know, before we officially started dating, like in the beginning of the summer, mm-hmm. we um we I mentioned one day I told her I was going to go play ball after work or something and so I'd meet up with her at another time mm-hmm. and she said oh you're going to play baseball and I looked at her like a psychopath I yeah. said if somebody says they're going to play ball they mean basketball and she yeah. said no when somebody says they're going to play ball they mean they're going to play baseball because the umpire always says play ball <laughs> I, mean, I, can't be- I-, I can't believe you ever even had a conversation <laughs> with her after that I, I should have ran from right there and, and I said to her, I'm like, I said to her I'm like this is an insane thing like Play, if somebody says the words "play ball" in that voice, <laughs> she's being so clearly. Literal. Clearly, it's baseball. But if somebody you says they're realize going, it was love because that's like a chess <laughs> argument. That's like it's wrong, but it's technically right, and it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. So this was so stupid. So so then so then I said to her, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to ask the next ten strangers who walk past us on the street. We're going to ask them, okay?" okay. And she said, "Okay." And I strategically said that. Because demographically, a lot of the people walking around at that time, where we were, happened to be African-American young men. <laughs> and they were <laughs> so not going to say baseball, you're saying. They're not going to say like. So, yeah. So I, I asked 10 people. So I, I intentionally, strategically asked, uh, tried to ask as many sort of young African-American men as possible. Because I knew they were more likely to be on my side than like 75-year-old white ladies, which is what my wife is at heart. Um, and then, like a week later, it was my birthday. And Jen attempted she told me to buy me a baseball as a birthday present but she says that she could not find one for purchase which is another insane thing to say that you couldn't find a baseball anywhere in washington dc yeah right that's she couldn't walk in and so she, instead she gave me a sequin on which she had drawn little red lines to look like a baseball which is another reason i should run for the hills because you know <laughs> and then uh, five years later yeah anyways five years later at our actual wedding i gave her a real baseball as like a present so uh, that's the end of that story. I, I've, I t- so when I the first time I saw my wife, she was having a catch. We were both counselors in summer camp together. Oh you don't have a catch. You play catch. No, playing catch is what babies say. You have a catch. No, you don't have playing a catch. catch is what children. You're the gen in this situation. <laughs> no. If somebody said so you, you want to go play catch? catch, I would give them a wedgie and then a swirly. Um, no, someone says you want to go play catch. You go in the backyard and talk. So the she around. was having. Uh, she was throwing a football around with some guy, and like she had a like a, a cannon like she was throwing it like across the entire like campus and i was yeah. like oh my god i i don't know what i i was never like it's because even though i like sports i was never like oh i want a girl who's like good at sports like what good does that do you unless like she like makes the wnba even then like she probably couldn't pay the bills like they barely get paid um like the, she was the captain well, of her go, high school she could go to russia team. every winter and make him right dollars, i guess but. yeah that would be great um yeah like she was she was a very good basketball player uh, in high school but 
Um, yeah, so the first time I saw her, I was also with she was playing Paul. But uh, yeah, so she emasculated you, as happens frequently. Oh, she oh she beat me in a one on one the first time we played. Also, I was uh, yeah. I was winning like twelve to three, and I, let's say I uh, I had yeah. stamina issues. Tortoise um, hair. Yeah. Uh, she should have run by the way she should have figured that out yeah right no there. for sure i was like i was like about 12 3 i was like oh, i'm gonna win it. i'm blocking all your shots and by the end i was like panting so, on the floor. hold on i'm asking for when she comes on that a question for mira does akiva's uh, on court stamina issues oh, affect no. him in a... um the, uh, what's it called so have we t- uh, okay fine your favorite sport outside the big four you didn't answer yet oh um i guess soccer yeah, I mean, right now it's biathlon. Like, I, I, people think it's a bit. Like, I like biathlon like more than I like, like any, like most people I've ever met. Like, it's it's not even the big four to me right now. The big two are football and biathlon. Um, other than that, tennis though. Um, do you think I could beat you in a tennis match? I mean, how often do you play tennis? I have not played in five years. I was like a competent player on the high school tennis team. I've so beaten some good players. So then, definitely. but again, I'm I'm so out of shape, and I haven't touched a racket in a bunch of years. Okay, so it would be like when you played your wife in basketball. You would definitely be winning. I would be up on. like six love, three love, and then, uh, and and then you like wouldn't be capable of like completing a serve, basically. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would be. I would. So I how would, many I sets would, like if we're playing? It's, if no, we're playing one see, set I can. I could still like hit a winner. Like if I couldn't walk, the problem is I at six love three love. Yeah. I would I would have already called an ambulance. That's the problem. Like I wouldn't <laughs> be able to be on the court. I yeah. played so once. I didn't play for one two set, years. You're winning, yeah. and I played a, I played a match with Yoel Ice, and like I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. We had to stop at some point because I I'm like all right, like if I play three <laughs> more points, I will actually die. Uh, so yeah, I think my heart would give out before I beat you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a tennis player, so you probably. Pro- I mean, I need to figure out one of these sports you can play when you get old because you can't play basketball. Not that I play basketball a lot. These you days. need well. What about golf? But, You're like a good old rich guy. At I, no, I'm I'm super anti golf. I would much rather. Well, play you have to tennis play tennis. Golf. You have to become a tennis player because but if I you get in the running, I will so, never speak to you again. The running people are my, so boring. No offense. My to, like, in-laws. Half the people my in-laws have like a no. A uh, by the way, r- I'm not I, anti people who run. I'm anti the people who post all of their Strava running charts on Facebook after. After yeah. every every freaking four mile around their house run. Okay, go. Yeah, no, of course. Those people are horrible people. Um, so my in-laws have tennis courts right next to their house. And actually, we have... By uh, the way, the if you said in, I would have been like, all right, now I like Jen and you should have married <laughs> <laughs> No, no, they live in one of these like retirement communities. So it's like, okay. it's like they just yeah. live near the front. And so it's like, you know, they're close to like the public. Actually, the people like who live like sort of behind our house... It's mm-hmm. like this ridiculous, like multi-million dollar, like three-acre mansion, mm-hmm. and they have tennis courts. So right outside the windows of like two of our bedrooms, you can like very easily see these tennis courts mm-hmm. that belong to our neighbors. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I gotta befriend these people, and then I can. Oh, play. You know, listen, but, if someone has a pool or a tennis court, and you don't have one of those things, then you have yeah. to do whatever's in your power to become their friend. Yeah, having a pool is not good. Having an extra neighbor with a pool is amazing. <laughs> my having my a pool p- yourself is just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh no. One hundred percent. You're not taking yeah. care of the pool. Not with like not having to yeah. deal with the. The next door neighbor opening, with the pool is the best. Living thing. in New York, yeah. where like the pool is not even accessible, like eight months a year. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel like my There's... parents have that. It, they are the people, but it's it's not even um, not even tennis or 
or uh, or a pool, it's the Costco closet. They have like a giant Costco closet, and they get like a million things. And then I'll be in the house, and like one of their neighbors will come over, like just taking a hundred garbage bags. Like it's like the it's like the town. Literally, they have people who have they have neighbors who have keys who just come over and take stuff. It's who wild. don't even yeah. Um, I once um, lost to a girl at camp in tennis. And um, and she but not that there's anything wrong with that. She was like really good at tennis and I don't play yeah. tennis. But like there was this like real asshole, uh, this guy, uh, A.W., won't say his name, who was like Keep watching the game and like. And, <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this other A.W. was like like lobbing like homophobic slurs at me for the fact that I was That's awesome. this girl. Oh, my. So yeah. listen. Yeah. I, and said, I bet I he's said is he he very a, successful now. No, he's I actually I. A couple years ago, I looked him up on Facebook out of curiosity. He's not doing so well, unfortunately. Or, oh. Unfortunately, anyhow. <laughs> uh, and last question from from uh, Kevin Donnelly: does, Did Chester ever stop crying about Trump once the election end, ended? And a better question: How often does Chester cry? I mean, I'm a big wimbo, as my wife says. Okay, so I'll give you an example. <laughs> so as I told a you, a wimbo entire... is that a wimp, but a man, or is it a is it a what's a wimbo? A wimbo is a, a word that my wife invented for me. Okay. It's it's a it's a man who's easily. Emotional. Do you cry more often than she does? Yes. <laughs> so I'll give you an example. So on Sunday I was working all day, but my wife and her mom and her aunt and her cousin and some other ones all went over to um Kleinfeld's. You know, it's like a wedding dress shop in New York City where there's a show say yes to the dress. Yeah. So they all went there for Jen's cousin, uh, who's getting married. Uh, you know, to like pick out her wedding dress. Okay. To, uh, to so, me, this sounds like if you were like, Akiva, what is hell? I'd be like going to Kleinfels to pick out my cousin's wedding dress, probably. So anyway, so late that night when uh, I got home from work on Sunday, mm-hmm. this past Sunday, this is only five days ago, the story, I was talking to my wife, and she's telling me about the story. And she told me how, like, Samantha came out, and she each of the first four dresses she came out. And, and by the way, this Samantha is my wife's cousin. She's like 15 years younger than me. I don't, like, know her that well, Right. It's not is like it's not like with I, her. Like why? It's her first cousin. My wife, my wife is yeah. It's her first cousin. My wife, my wife is pretty close with her. But I'm just saying, it's not like I. It's not like me and Samantha have a very strong connection, right? You know, I have tw- I and think I, I have like 19 male first cousins within five years of my age, but none yeah. of them like <laughs> close enough to go wedding dress shopping with. But yeah. Okay. Jen, so anyway, anyway, the point is that when Jen told me that when Samantha came out in the fifth dress and she was crying, she said, "This is the one." Jen told me the story that I started crying. <laughs> and all that, it's gonna get so much worse. So she started taking pictures of me crying while she's telling me the story, and I like covered my head because I was embarrassed. Wait, then say this we again. Down... You started crying when she said she picked out the dress. I started crying when Jen told me about Samantha having. Oh, I the thought dress Jen was that saying day. that reminds me of when when I picked out the dress and you were crying because it was like the best dress. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm crying about some random cousin-in-law. Okay, then then it gets worse. Why are then you we crying? Out... The... I don't know. Partly because I was exhausted from working. I I, by the way, the now it's going to be like this is a third <laughs> wedding. Then we go downstairs. Then we go downstairs to the kitchen where Jen shows me the card that Samantha gave her at Kleinfeld's in which she said, like, you're my cousin, but you're really more like a sister to me. And can you be my matron of honor at the wedding? Okay. Okay. And as okay, and as Jen gives me this card, I read the card and then I start crying again because of this (laughs) fucking card. And then and now there's a bunch of people in the room, so it's even more embarrassing. <laughs> and then I don't remember what because I but I ended up crying a third time related to the same affair and um, I had to leave the room in shame. So <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> no, I was asked crying, me recently like, like <laughs> what was the but I but like I teared up though. Like is when I say crying, I mean I teared up. I think my twelve year old asked my uh, wife recently like what how come daddy's never cried before? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I vividly remember the first time I saw my dad cry. It was like scarring to me. 
And my kids have never seen me cry. The only time oh, okay. I've legitimately, yeah, like the only time I've legitimately cried, like actual tears, I think, is when Trump got elected. Actually, well, no, no, that's not true. I like I'm saying, hold on, was the was the was was the was the Teddy Bridge was the was the game with the with the Blair Walsh game was that did I have kids then when did that happen two thousand yeah that yeah. was that was two years ago okay three three years okay ago. so yes okay so I had kids then but my, yeah so I've cried twice about like non family related things I actually don't think I've ever cried I mean this isn't surprising so I'm not a crier but like I don't I don't think I've ever cried about sports okay the the ever. closest I've wow. come would be when the Jets lost the Broncos where I was like. Yeah, so I, I my parents came up to my room to I watched by myself that 98, you know, right. It was the worst day of both of our lives, probably uh, yeah. at the time. And I my my parents came up to console me and I was like furious that they were in my room. Like, I, I don't want to see a human being. And I like I had a friend who when the Knicks um, when the Knicks lost, blew that series to the Pacers, didn't go to school for a week. I think it was in eighth grade. I, I didn't go to school in ninth grade. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, so oh, much. there's no way I'm going to be able to go to school for, like, days. But I did go to school yeah. the next day. I didn't miss any school because I yeah. thought it would be, like, too pathetic. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So I've cried three times for sporting events. At the 98 after the Gary Anderson game, mm-hmm. uh, 2009 after the Brett Favre game, and then 2015 after the Blair Walsh game. You're not going to cry for, like, any of the other sports unless it's a game seven. Because, like, you know, like, when you're down 3-1 in the series, you know what's coming, you know? Mm-hmm. And even, you know, you're only going to, and also, like, I didn't cry after 41 nothing or after the Eagles lost, because, again, you see it coming. It's a slow process. You only cry on, like, these last-second shocks. Yes. You, my, I, I, my wife has got, a couple times got mad at me for not crying, like, if somebody dies or something. And she's oh, I'll like, cry for that stuff, for sure. Yeah, no, but she's like, why is, like, because she thinks, like, I'm a, ro- like, I have no feelings, and then she, then she realized, like, oh, well, but maybe let me, he's, Let like, me ask you this. Like, bad. I'm sure in the history of your relationship, you have gotten into big enough fights with your wife where she has cried, right? because <laughs> um. i'm saying in those moments like but i've never cried in a fight with my wife and like sometimes i've been as yeah but your upset. whole thought i don't know about you but like my whole thought if unless it's like i mean if it's a really really serious one you're like oh my god like this is it but like it, like you, most of the time you it's just i'm get it over you're, yeah, your thought is like, problem. yeah, I, I like, I want yeah. this to be over more than anything I've ever wanted in my yeah. life. Like, I just want this yeah, conversation no, exactly. to end, exactly. and like, nobody will care about this tomorrow. Um, yeah, exactly. That's all. I, that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe I would then cry internally. Like, I cannot believe this conversation is like, you know. And then you have to make the mental calculation of like, can we go? Like, if I stop now, we'll go to sleep upset, and then this continues tomorrow. But like, I can't deal with this for even one more millisecond. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you probably cry in those conversations too. No, no, no. So I don't. But there's been a couple times when I've had the seriousness and upsetness enough to cry, but I can't mm-hmm. cry, and I'm sort of mad at myself. Why am I not crying? Because if I see like a corny commercial, I'll cry. And why am I not crying now? Because I feel like I need to cry to sort of express to her how upset I am. But you can't fake cry because you know that's not going to work, obviously. No. So. We're not, you're not a good enough actor. All right, Akiva. So we will go back to the uh, questions for uh, the gentleman only in a few minutes. But we have a very tremendous honor because, as I understand it, a, a guest has joined the podcast reluctantly. But she's here. So I, yes. a, a debut appearance, I think, by uh, by Mrs. Wieneker. So, uh, uh, Mira, welcome. I, I think Mrs. Wieneker is uh, my mom, <laughs> Melissa. Are you Mrs. Wieneker? No, no. <laughs> that's not how it, that's not. She, um... Yeah, Mary, I wouldn't say Mary's reluctant. Like, they say, like, never make your wife do things that she doesn't want to do. <laughs> this is really at the, t- the very high up, the top of the list. Like, she said no when I asked her to come in just now. 
she really doesn't want to be here. So everyone, you know, yeah, listeners have been she's, salivating she's for doing this. Moment. They've gotten uh, li- loves her. Yeah. yeah, people are excited. Listeners have gotten little pieces of uh, she loves her husband Doctor so Jen from time to time. But I think that uh, that Akiva, you have kept no people have heard Mara just yelling at me in the background, yeah, but not even attributed. I think I usually edit those out actually, out of out of sensitivity no, to like, show bias. Uh, she came in. She came in on like. Five different occasions to Seinfeld. Oh, okay. I don't remember those. Those must have been. A... All right. So, what questions? Well, we don't have her here for, for okay. long. So all right. Okay. So, okay. So, so. All right. So, so, Mira, I will ask some questions here. The first one comes from a listener named Jared Jerome. He wants to know: name three things that Akiva can do, other than eating, sleeping, going to the bathroom, and podcasting. <laughs> Shoot, that's really hard. <laughs> she was. <laughs> Oh, he can go to he can go to the store and buy himself Diet Coke. Okay. Oh yeah, we talked about Diet Coke already. Okay. She's very upset about Diet Coke. Worse than worse than smoking. Okay, he knows how to what purchase a Diet Coke. Yeah. Uh huh. He can pour cereal. Okay. Yes. I, that if someone needs me to make food, I can pour cereal. And what's the third thing? I'm stumped. What else? Dishes. What about the dishes? I do the dishes uh, most days. It's a good thing this is not a video. <laughs> All right. Yes, I have not done today's. And I may go to sleep after this without doing that. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, in general, I do do the dishes. All right, uh, Mira, how much money – and this doesn't really work because you guys, I assume, uh, you know, pool your resources. But how much money would you mm. pay for – I assume so, too, but I don't know. <laughs> how much money do – you know, Do you know how much Do you know how much money you have in the bank? Yeah. Uh, you, like you, don't, if, if, like, you don't handle finances. So you really do not – like, you do nothing at all. I don't, need, I don't know how much money we have. <laughs> like, with, even within, like, a wide range, I don't know. <laughs> That, that, yeah, that should be slightly concerning. I mean, but I'm I'm also the sole breadwinner. To be fair, it's not like <laughs> like it's all her money and then she. But but I don't know. Boy, our di- have, our, right? our, I, our divorce like, if you lawyer ask me to guess uh, right now, uh, listeners are like salivating listening to either. this. <laughs> I couldn't guess our bills within. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what our rent is. I don't. How know do you not know these things? What other monthly bills we have? Mayor, do you, do, I mean, I have. Do a, you, not, I have a do you not even discuss these things with him, or he's just so helpless that it's not worth it? Never. Never. I've never. We've never. But discussed do you want to talk to him no. about it? Like, no. <laughs> why not? <laughs> I mean, I've only written a few checks in my whole life. So you went straight from your parents' house to your wife's house. Well, you were in a dorm in Wyoming. Yes, for like correct, a year. correct. Yeah. That went straight. They they passed. I mean, you could. Explain. Yeah, I just became Mrs. Wieneker. Yeah. <laughs> You say you're my yeah. mom. I mean, All right, this is this is going. I think great. I, you know, I, my <laughs> my my roommate in law school who uh, is a listener, so yeah. I'll be somewhat careful. But he, you know, he was when he when we started law school, he was 20 because he had skimped a bunch of grades, and he didn't even go to a mm. real college. He went to to Lander College, which yeah. uh, you guys know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he yeah. was like he was like probably worse than you, Akiva, when I first met him. But then he had to live in a. <laughs> You're gonna have to go one on one, but not now. By the way, I have many times wanted to do a one on one between Donnie circa 2010 or 2008 and Akiva because, like, the stories are very similar. Like when we met, so we were living, we were roommates together. This is the first time he's ever lived in this situation before, and I asked him to do the most basic of procedures, and he like could not do them. He once called me freaking out because he was trying to, I don't know, popcorn. There was something he wanted to like heat up, and he asked me, we couldn't do it. And I'm like, why not? Oh, you don't know the story about me almost burning down uh, Morgan Stern door. But hold on. With but hold popcorn? on. But the issue with him was that, that I, I, he said, well, the instruction step one of the instructions is to use your microwave oven. We don't have a microwave oven. I'm like, yeah, we do. 
it's that black thing on the counter. He's like, oh, that's a microwave. <laughs> he didn't know what a microwave was. Okay, even I did know what a microwave was. I just actually he had never. Now this one, he had one. never seen or heard of an asparagus before because we went to a meal together the like the first weekend, and he's like, what is with these green beans? Why are they so long and misshapen? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and this was at Harvard. This is at Harvard. This is a Harvard-educated individual. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was too busy studying. Yeah, no, he's got some stories go about and, me also. You know, have some friends yeah. and eat asparagus. <laughs> I mean, Mary told me how to drive. Like, I really went yeah, from, from my parents' I, house. To I, I would, I would guess he knew how to drive. I would. I'm almost positive he didn't know how to ride a bike, which you said you also didn't know how to do, right? I don't know oh, how to still do. Don't. I don't know how to ride. <laughs> All right. I will. Ne- I don't think at this point <laughs> the ship is probably yeah. sailed. Yeah, that's probably true. All right, Mary. We got one more question from Jared. What Jerome. other questions you have? Uh, rank these in order of how much Akiva loves them from most to least. Okay. You okay. might want to write this down because we got. I have we got them up here also. Yeah. Uh, Rob Sesternino, okay. me, you, his his grandfather who owns this jet season tickets, Hitler, and Trump. I took I actually I took Hitler out of the oh, thing. Fine, so take fine. No Hitler. Okay, I took fine. him off right. the sheet. So most to least. So five things. Yeah. So it's Rob, Chester, Mary Seligman. <laughs> She's not using Grandpa your name. Howard, <laughs> and Donald Trump. No, Mary Weaver. I think I go above Donald Trump. <laughs> okay, so Trump five. <laughs> not less the list. Okay. <laughs> Who's my favorite? Well, here's a good one. Who do I like more? Robert Chester. That's a really good one. That is a hard one. That's a hard one. I think that you definitely spend more time now. With I Chester. think now I spend more time. I with think Chester that Rob too. is like your aspirational, right? And I'm like mm-hmm. the one that you sort of more reluctantly settle with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would dump you for Rob if I could. Yeah, but yeah, but realistically, you know, that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> and then do I like? Do gra- we have a tie for first place? Then do I like Grandpa more than them? More than them now. So you're saying, who's first, Robert Chester? Rob. And then Chester two. Then Chester. Grandpa Howard three. What? Grandpa Howard three. You four. <laughs> and Donald Trump five. Well, you don't really like Donald Trump. So, yeah, right. right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. So that's okay. Anything else for Mara? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, she never answered the question. How much money would you pay for me to never podcast again? Oh, I never heard the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we started talking about our finances, oh, okay. which I don't know what they are. <laughs> Not to brag, but it, it, within a wide margin, I don't know How what they are. How much money would I pay um, for me to never podcast again? Mm-hmm. But the okay, not money thing. Pause. This is a, this is a, what happens during the f- multiple hours a week you're usually podcasting. Oh, he's spending time with you. Yeah. I feel like you <laughs> is that a positive or negative? <laughs> what? Is it a positive yeah, or a negative would, to have him around that many hours? Well, is he going to find a new addiction? Is the question. What are my addictions? What are my addictions? You with something else. What addictions do you think useless? I have? If any. Me. No. What? What am I? What am I addicted to? Now. Yeah, or have been in the last, you know, however many years we've been together. The computer. Okay, what else? Of the week? Oh, so you mean like now Dominion that I'm into? Well, Diet Coke isn't time-consuming. <laughs> I'm just, that, I am truly addicted to it, but. So she means like I would get into poker for a while or, or the or the board game Dominion. That, that wasn't Dominion. time-consuming. Oh, That's like yes, you're in the bathroom was. and you play it. Yeah, what was that, right. like not working and playing words with friends? This is yeah. a little First bit of, of People who play words with friends instead of Scrabble are morons, but that's a separate issue. Oh, and now it's also... Although the Scrabble app is garbage, so that's fair. Yeah, well, that's why you would play on your phone. You'd play with words with... But I I was never... She's exaggerating how much I played words with friends. I will start playing it if someone wants to. Uh, no, I play. I play. I so let's I play Scrabble. I play, I, I play Scrabble. We'll play, um, I play Scrabble on, um, on my phone. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, one year for my birthday, because like I like especially I've bought a couple apps over the years, but like when I first got a smartphone, like I would like most people, I would only download free apps. Right, I'm never gonna pay for an app. So and so I, I yeah, oh, and so I had like Scrabble though. free, and I played Scrabble all the time. Like every time you play a word, you have to watch an ad, and it's a big pain in the tuchus. So my wife for my birthday mm-hmm. one year bought me like the regular Scrabble app, which cost two ninety nine. <laughs> that was my birthday present. Oh wow. Beautiful. Uh, well worth it. Here's a question from your your high school uh, classmate and my friend Ari Gold and my former 32 fans co-host. What's the nicest thing your husband has ever done for you? This was for you and, and Jen, but she's not here. What's the nicest thing I've ever done for you? I, By the way, I know the answer. Oh, God. So this should be like a dating game. Like, so she writes it down on a piece of paper, you say it, and then we'll see if you have the same answer. Yeah, well, I have, I have an answer in my head. You want to say it? What? No. Well, you're like getting nervous. <laughs> It's not bad. <laughs> this is a nice what do you thing. Think? A nice thing. <laughs> yeah, a nice thing. You made a picture book. Oh yeah, I made like uh like before it was like popular, I made like a snapfish book for uh for for Mara of like her and the kids and yeah. stuff for her birthday. She liked that. <laughs> how many I'm how not, many pictures like, of you were there in that album? In me? Yeah. I'm not in pictures. No. They don't take pictures of me in this family. <laughs> there are no pictures. Well you of said she even like it. at my mom's house, my mom used to have like magnets on her old fridge, like hundreds of magnets. And I would be in maybe three out of, like, the 100 magnets. <laughs> I'm, like, a supporting – like, even if my life – if, like, yeah, in my parents' house, if it was, if it was like, a TV show, I would be, like, and also starring or, like, a guest star. In the, like, I'm, I'm not one of the main characters, in, even in my own family. Um, oh, no, I think, actually, one time we went to my parents. We, we were living in Washington Heights, and we went to – we didn't have a car yet. And we went to – we took the – the one train a half hour and then the LIR 45 minutes to my parents' house and you realize you forgot something you needed for the weekend. And I went right back, or maybe we got there Thursday night. Friday morning, I went right back, took the train an hour and a half to like get some like – it could have been a piece of paper or a document or something. Get something off our, off our bed, literally an hour and a half each way just to pick up a piece of paper for you. I feel like that's probably the nicest thing I've ever done. But that was also an hour and a no? half you had to spend by yourself. You don't like, remember. Listening to, like, a... She doesn't remember. But listen, it was 2004, probably. <laughs> it was before we had kids. It was before we had a car. Like, the, All right, Keeve, I'm going to one-up you here. All right. Uh, when okay. our second child was born, so we live across the street from the hospital, and like, or we did, mm-hmm. and our building is like connected by a tunnel. So it's not like we packed a suitcase to go there. We're just sort of going back and forth where I was the whole time Jen's in the hospital, just grabbing mm-hmm. stuff. So when we're leaving the hospital... We didn't have like a suitcase, so we just took like random like plastic bags, like you'd have groceries in, and just like threw all and all the Jen mm-hmm. stuff was in plastic bags. Her makeup, her phone, her wallet, all that stuff was just in random plastic bags, right? So we come mm-hmm. back across to our house, we put all the stuff down for a few minutes, and we go and you know put the baby down, or we're doing whatever we're doing, and we come back to discover our nanny at the time had walked in, seen all the plastic bags at the door, thought they were all garbage, took them to the to the chute. And threw them down the garbage. And by the way, we live on the 19th floor of a 35-story building in Manhattan with like mm. a million. Like, yeah, I threw I, I threw out four paychecks once that I had forgotten the cash, and our, our super went through the rat-infested garbage. Your super did it for me. you. Why would he do that? He was a nice guy. All right. Um, so I went Super Jesus. Super Jesus. So, His name was. So super I went. Jesus. I went to uh, the building and told them what happened, and they said, uh, "You are welcome to go through the garbage." I ain't going through the garbage. And so I... Cl- yeah, and by the way, he asked for nothing. Like, That's I insane. gave him a massive tip when we left, yeah. but he did not even ask me for a dollar. And one time I dropped my keys through the elevator shaft, so he had to, like, go. And it was really dangerous. Like, he 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 put a key in and stopped the elevator, 
But, like, when someone pressed up, it was still 50-50 was going to squish him. He was, like, literally on floor zero <laughs> below the elevators. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go in to get a key from that for a trillion dollars. Like, that would be but such this guy a, did it for nothing. a nightmare for me to be under there. But this guy did it for nothing. nothing. <laughs> yes. Maybe he just didn't have a big desire to live. <laughs> Maybe he had a crush on you, Akiva. He, I don't know. He he was always, like, throwing birthday parties for his ex-wife. That's all I remember. <laughs> all right. So this, <laughs> so this guy's like a little bit like Nebuchadnezzar almost at that point, you know. He's like Walt. No, he was like, cool. He's he like Walter cool. Sobchak, like who's popular. like watching his ex-wife's dog. No, nah, he was popular the... with all the other supers. Yeah. He was like the cool super. Ah, okay. All right. Super all right, so let's transition a little bit here. Amir, in general, what is your – do you like uh, would you rather questions? Because I, I personally love them. My wife hates them, so I don't know if it's a gendered issue or what. Don't ask her this No, I'm not asking her that specific one, but I'm just wondering in general. Oh, <laughs> no. Someone asked the very – it's but not no, about no, no, me. No, no, I'm just – in general, do you like would you rather questions? You know, like, would you? We play it. We play. It's actually one of our big, like, Friday night at the dinner table. My kids like it. They'll be like, you know, would you rather, like, your fingers have, uh, like, hoverboards? Okay. So Scotty asked the question, which I'm not. I'm I'm not going to ask Mira, but I'm going to. I'm going to modify it. Mira, as an example. As an example, would you rather have to do something really disgusting and nobody knew about it, or have everybody you know think you did that disgusting thing, but you didn't actually do it? Mm. Right. So there's like a rumor about you. It's not a rumor. It's just everybody knows you did it. And you're like, no, I didn't do it. And everybody just thinks, yeah, you're lying because you're embarrassed. But you didn't actually do it. You can't convince them. Yeah. Right. Or you do it, but nobody knows. I know her answer. I wouldn't do it. What? I'd rather people think. She doesn't care what people think at all. Yeah. You have said that before. And she thinks it's weird that other people think that she'll be like. You know, what do you like? Why she doesn't understand? She thinks I think like too much about what other people right, think. So, I don't, it's just I think about what other people so think I'm more actually, than her, so, which is literally never one. Okay, so I'm actually interested in uh, let's let's get let's make this theological. Okay, so would you rather okay, would you rather have um, let's say eaten a cheeseburger on Yom Kippur and nobody knew about it, or everybody thinks that you did and you really didn't? Mm. <laughs> I mean, the correct halakhic answer. Guess everyone thinks that I did. Why does she care? She doesn't yeah, care. Well, what the, people correct, think. She just yeah, the correct. Yeah, the correct halakhic answer obviously is that, right? Because you shouldn't do the bad thing. Yeah, uh, no, that's not even a great okay, question. All right. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of something that would make you socially ostracized by your community, like where nobody would have anything to do with you oh. anymore. Like people won't let their kids play with your kids anymore. <laughs> mm. Joey Lowersdorf asks, "When are Chester, Doctor Jen, Keeve, and Mrs. Keeve?" See, should, didn't, don't you want to be a doctor? So you could be a doctor. You could be like Keeve and Doctor Mrs. Keeve or whatever. <laughs> doctor Mara. Mine's twelve years of school. Yeah. Akiva. She wanted to be a doctor. Yeah, but a- are you a little jealous of Jen that she got to be a doctor? Akiva, like, but right you have to be careful here because, as we know from Seinfeld, right, the day that she would mm. become a doctor would be bad news for you. Why is that? The dream of becoming a doctor is the day you become a doctor, you dump whoever you're dating to upgrade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. I would be, I have a hard enough time keeping her around that since that's true. If she was a doctor, I feel like the fellas would be all over the place. So where would we go on a couple's vacation, the four of us? Well, how are you getting out of the house in the first place? That's like the bigger challenge, right? What do you mean? Like who's watching the kids? No, it's, it's, not, it's your motivation to leave your house. Well, right. The, who, if the question is who would want to be there least. Mara, because like why would she want to do this? Me, because I'd be leaving the house. Dr. Jen, because, like, I would be there, and also, why would she want to do this? <laughs> Chester would be the only happy person there. <laughs> Where are we, well, the f- you would like that, the, Chester. Well, what do we do? The four of us uh, met each other in, uh, in that park in Jerusalem one time. Yeah, do you think you could be friends with Dr. Jen? You only met, you didn't, I didn't go to the park. Oh, no, no, it was, it was yeah, outside the apartment. Yeah, she only met, she came to your... Yeah, 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 just for outside the But Dr. Jen's like, wow, I didn't really... I, I think she thought you would be, like... 
like a like a gr- like I don't know what she thought, but like you ex- definitely exceeded her. I, well, I mean, Mara, let's be honest here. Like uh, when you married Kiev at mm. nineteen, you were or twenty. You like didn't have that much uh, knowledge and understanding of the world, and now you've made your bed and you got to lie in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, now I'm now I'm getting it too hard. But no, the but all. The, but how about this? I I wasn't like fat and bald when she met me either. So. Well, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I, I was, and um, again, that was a sign, that was a sign for reference. I, was, I think you could. You could I was referencing George there. First of all, you respect. I, doctors. I was trying to use the George line, but you guys missed it. Mm-hmm. But um, where are we going on this couple's vacation? Again, like we don't go. The only place me and Jen go is to my family or her family. Like we don't really go on vacation. Do you guys have a couple friend that you could go on a couple's vacation with? Forgetting about the logistics I would of say someone needing to watch your definitely three sons. no because my list and her list would be very different. So right, so, so us too. We have done that. Like I feel like we have the people Mara would want to go with. Yeah. If someone, correct me if I'm wrong, there. If someone. If someone is friends with me, Mary is, I think, immediately skeptical of them. Like, what is – right? Like, I, when we met, she hated a lot of my friends back then, right? Yeah. And so I think, like, she's sort of naturally, like, why do people like this person? Like, is he, this his gambling buddy? Is this his whatever? Like, the, you know, she. so she's already, like – you all kind of already have two strikes if I'm bringing you home. Yeah. And you're a guy. Um, she wants nothing to do with anybody who would want anything to do with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I – yeah, so you, uh, do you have a couple friends you could go out to dinner with, you guys? Yeah, because that's a couple hours, and uh, I'll go to dinner with anybody. Right. Like, wh- when, when Jen and I were on a break and I was, like, going on dates with other people, like, even if I hated the girl, like, I'd still, like, you know, spend, like, several hours with her because, you know, I don't mind chatting to random mm-hmm. people. But Yeah, you could get yeah, two hours is not so bad. All right, do you have any more questions for Mara? Because I feel like one of the kids is stirring. <laughs> I don't understand this. Scotty wants to know Mara is ketchup a sauce. Mara is ketchup a sauce. Is it a sauce? I guess so. Here it is. Here it would be rotate. Right, it would yeah. literally be on. Is the a hot dog a sandwich? I think no. I, someone asked me this. It, come on. If somebody <laughs> asked me this and I went to Wikipedia and the word sauce appears in the ketchup uh, definition like four times in the first sentence. Yeah, I didn't understand what he meant by that one. Um, I think it was like a, it was like it, they it tried to become the new is a hot dog a sandwich. Yeah, but listen, he submitted but, multiple um, questions and this was the only one that was permissible. So. <laughs> all right. Do we have anything else for Mara or can she go? I mean, I feel bad. And will She's you come a- back and do like a newlywed type game at some point with with Dr. Jen? Yes. Yeah, she'll do Oh, it. she's committed. I think this, see, this isn't bad. This, yeah, this is this is recorded, so you can't back away now. This is not so bad. <laughs> now it is twelve thirty eight at night. Like she's not always up now. But um, but Akiva, but you're waking yeah, up early to take care of the kids. She's sleeping in tomorrow morning, right? So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's not on the three things he can do list. It's not on the list. Listen, I work very late. I'm not even finished working now. It's 12:38. Well, as Donnie once said, and I think Akiva, you've adopted this. the same policy. I think Mary, the issue is you wouldn't trust him because he's so incompetent, right? So he's using his incompetence to his advantage, basically. No, like if you had to go to America for two days, do oh, would you? Like, I want to know what's the most number of days that you would leave him alone in the house with the kids. Oh, that's a good question. Zero? Zero? No, she's such a hater. <laughs> By the way, she is such a hater. She's putting it. If you had to go to America and you, well, first, I have a twelve-year-old who I trust more than. Her, so. <laughs> so, I'm getting so she's destroyed here. <laughs> she's very responsible. She's like she a, can deal with the kids. For she, Akiva, she's also like stronger than you, so she can also like spank you and put you in your room. Like <laughs> I'm stronger. Has she? Has I'm she? Strong. I, actually, you know what Mary said you to me. One-on-one yet? Who the? No, oh, she, you know, she had two points today. She didn't, um, it, it's, yeah, she didn't start. She was the last person off the bench. The coach 
the coach was not. Uh, He's an anti-Semite, the, I bet. She, you know what? No, she got <laughs> she got injured this year, and it was one of these like you can't make the club in the tub type things. Like he after she literally would she break her leg? Yeah. She broke her leg. It was a long time ago. I don't remember. She broke and she was out for two months, and it took her a little while longer, and then she had a bat mitzvah. Like so, the coach is really down on her. So she's really she started the year as a starter. Today she barely got in. <sighs> literally at one point. In the fourth quarter, they were up by 20, and Mary yelled out, Ella! And then the second, she's like, Vinegar, get in. I've never heard you can't make the club in the tub. I had the opposite thing happen to me in 10th grade, by the way. It was it was a big pile of bullshit. I was really pissed at the time. Um, for the basketball team at MTA, um, in, in the tryout, uh, accidentally, like there was a collision, but I injured this guy on the team, or this guy who was also trying mm-hmm. out who there's no way should have been on the team. But I ended up getting cut, and he made the team. He was injured the whole year. He didn't play. It was like a sympathy thing. But, like, they put him on the team basically as a reward for having gotten injured. Oh, so that's – by the way, that's good. If you're probably, like, on the outside looking in, then get hurt. Yeah, so Alan – Alan's definitely not a listener. I won't say his last name, but, you know, some of our listeners know what I'm Mm. talking about. So he made the team in 10th grade, which is ridiculous. Uh, I don't think he ever played, and he didn't make it after. All right, let's say goodbye. I hear hear somebody uh, whimpering, so let's say goodbye (laughs) to Mara Mara. Thank you so much for coming. It's been fun. What do you have to say in uh, in closing here? Have a great night. I, does this make you appreciate how hard podcasting is more now? No. <laughs> I do not value your time. <laughs> have a good night, Chester. All right, have a good night. All right, Keith. So we got something out of your wife. That's not bad. Yeah, she did. I thought she was fine. She's a little quiet, but she uh, – she, you know, she gave us, she answered your questions. I didn't take as bad of a hit as I thought I would. You know. Well, she secretly loves you, I guess. I, I... No. <laughs> uh, that's not it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I feel like if we had, if she was like, if she knew this was going to happen, she probably would have had like a cup, a glass of wine and, and then it would like, I would never have been able to show my face again. <laughs> um, I feel like I didn't, I like, she said things, first of all. I don't know if everything she's saying is true, but. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back to some of the would you rather's because I like those. Justin Ramsey wants to know, uh, you know, everyone's heard this one before, but uh, would you rather fight one horse sized duck or 10 duck sized horses? All right. This is a Reddit question. Okay, That's your anti it. Fine. All right. Uh, fine. So this is a question which I actually stole from uh, fun bag to Drew McGarry. But the reason I stole it is because like we had an argument offline and I know I had with some other friends uh, a couple months ago and I think this touches on it exactly. So Dennis asks. Imagine some genie witch fairy could guarantee your favorite team a championship the next season, but as a trade-off, you can't watch or listen to any of the games or watch any video replays on TV or the internet. Would you do it? So I'm going to guess, Akiva, that you would say no. No. So Okay. So, yeah. No, this is obviously – no. They're, the only reason that you want your team to win is you want to see it. I had this argument. It was either with Harold. I think it was actually with Av. After Johan Santana threw the no-hitter, I – and I've said this before on the podcast. Like, I would have rather the Mets not have a no-hitter than it happen and I missed yeah. it, especially something that can only happen once. Yeah. Like, no-hitters are cool, but your first no-hitter in 50 years is special. So I could not whereas more the second one is not. disagree with you on this one, okay? And this – and the, where this comes down is when we had the argument a few months ago about, like, being like a suffering jet. So if you were in a coma for a month during the football playoffs – you would want the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. Of course. There's, it's not even a question. I would be devastated if the Jets made Let the Super Bowl. Let me put it this way. I would trade, if we could go back in time, I would trade the Vikings winning the Super Bowl in 1982, the year I was born, even if it meant they would be guaranteed to go 0-16 from 2018 through 2030. Guaranteed. 
that makes no, no sense. Why? Why? Because to, what? It, you wouldn't even be alive. This is like, and this is what I'm saying. That and that you were arguing. Therefore, there's no difference between a Jets fan and a Vikings fan because you both haven't seen a Super Bowl. And I'm saying there's a massive difference because your grandfather, the Jets fan, has a memory of the Jets being. But don't you realize the whole point is that when they win, it'll be special for you. And if and if they had won in '82, it would have been much less special. No, because the point is that. When you join the fanship of a team, like you are joining a religion or any other group, right? And when I and when you become mm-hmm. a Vikings fan, you are burdened like the Red Sox fans with the baggage and the suffering, not just of myself. And this is why expansion teams can't have the suffering of myself, of my father, of generations of Vikings fans who have never seen them win, who have seen them lose four Super Bowls and seven NFC Championship games, et cetera, et cetera, right? But if they mm-hmm. didn't have such a negative history, then the ex- then they, we wouldn't have this negative experience of always assuming the worst, which I had every moment of my life as a Vikings fan until the miracle Minneapolis Minneapolis miracle, which tricked me for a second, right? Like, in other words, if my mm-hmm. if my dad had seen them win a Super Bowl in nineteen eighty two, then we, then he would the suffering wouldn't have been nearly as bad in ninety eight and in two thousand and in two thousand nine and et cetera, et cetera, because he would have said, "Look, they can win. Mm-hmm. They won it before. They're they're not cursed. You know, mm-hmm. they they can do it." So I would first, mm-hmm. and also by the so in other words, I would for sure trade if trade off the Vikings not so I would hundred percent take a Super Bowl that I can't watch because at least I'll know that they have it and at least I'll still have the pride. Right. Yeah, of being I, a fan I like of a team. To, I want to hear the listeners' opinions in the in the Facebook group on this because I can't imagine I, I can't imagine people agree with you, but I think it's going to be split honestly because people did not well, agree with me on the Johans. Well, I think that the split is going to be between it depends what team you're a fan of. So people who are a fan of a team like the Vikings are going to be more on my side, right? Whereas teams who are, but if you're a fan of the Knicks, for example, you're gonna be on your if side. Did, w- isn't the Cubs thing so much more special than if they had won in 1981 the, or the, something? The, for, well, first of all, well, special for who? You, okay, you, what you're talking about is the people who got to watch it. So you're talking about when you finally win, then it's more special. That's true, for sure. That's true. But that, then you're talking about winning the next one. So then your question is, what will make? So then to Dennis's question. You're, you're 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 analyzing it not from the perspective of how you feel in 2018, but how you feel in 2030, the next time they finally win that you get to watch it, right? But mm-hmm. but by your logic, you'd rather be a fan of the Cubs right now than be a fan of the Yankees because the Cubs appreciated their one World Series more than the Yankees appreciated their 25, right? Right. But so like I understand what you're saying, but on a day to day, you're just talking about when you finally reach that pinnacle, not how you feel on a day to day basis until that point. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, Dan Birkin asked us a question. You want to read it? Yeah, okay. Uh, this is another hypothetical. We've been kidnapped by some sort of evil maniac, and she'll uh, – how, how uh, you know, uh, impressive that he, uh, he, he assumes it's a female kidnapper. She'll only set us free if we make exactly 50 sports bets of $100 and come up ahead. She'll give access to whatever sports book we want, and we're going to pick one with a little vig. Okay, basically this question is, in order in this hypothetical scenario where you need to be up, which sport would you be betting on? Yeah, the restriction is you can make 50 bets for $100. You are in prison until you finish above in, in, in the black, right? And your bets yeah. all have to be whatever kind of bet you want. It can be a future. It can be a spread. It can be any kind of bet you want, but it has to be related to one sport, right? So he's, mm-hmm. And then he says, you, you can make them in a single week or spread them over 10 years, but you remain kidnapped in the meantime. Well, then obviously you have to pick a sport where you can make all your bets right away. Right? I'm not going to like be in jail for like right. 10 years. Um, I mean, what's your answer here? Um, I, I, well, I, I don't know if he uses it as an option, but I would say tennis. I think, there, I think there's value in tennis bets. 
I think like uh, you know, you get a guy on, on a on a bad streak, and and you know maybe bet a lot of slight favorites. I feel like you'll come. There's not that much value, but you'll end up ahead. I mean, do you feel like you're a tennis expert here? I I know tennis and I follow it a lot, but I, I feel like if if in this th- scenario where like our lives depend on or we need to get out of this magical jail, yeah. like I, I think you could study up. I think what's part well, of well. So game, let me right? ask you another question. So you cannot even bet money lines in Vegas on like massive favorites. Like you can't bet the money line on a one beating a sixteen. In the NCAA tournament, because there's no reason for the you know for the book the book to do that, right? What are they? Gonna, they're going to pay you out ten cents, but they don't want to pay out ten cents to everybody when there's no chance, right? Can you even bet the money line on like Roger Federer in the first round of a tournament? It, it, you know, like some of those, like Nadal in the French Open would be like bet a thousand dollars to win like a thousand dollars in ten cents. Yeah, but 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 that's the question: Is that even an available bet or not? Because if it is, right, right, then right. you just make those yeah, bets. Yeah, no, it's available. It's available. Okay, so then, so then if it is, then you just make those bets, right? Right, right. You're betting. You're betting. But then if you lose one, you're probably down. Yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying. So it has to be something like a 16 beating a one until this year, obviously, was seen as literally an impossibility. Right. So that's right. why it wasn't an optional bet on Vegas. You can only bet the spread in those games. And, and by the way, the reason I bring this up is because, like, the one time that I went to uh, – when I went to Vegas for March Madness, I kept on making these parlays, and I would throw in – money line on like the two or the three or the four seeds or whatever because it was like a 90% likelihood but all it was doing was it was boosting up my total value a little bit right so I saw it as sort of free easy money uh, for games that you know although of course when you put a few of those in then your odds of winning you know isn't 90% it drops to 60 or 70% obviously if you put a a couple of them Mm -hmm. in but all right so I think we should stop here Uh, I don't even know how long this podcast is going to be once I finish editing it we we may or may not get Dr. Jen later Uh, what are your thoughts it doesn't make any sense for me to do Dr. Jen solo, right? You have to be involved. Right. No, no, no. Well, do you want to just go rapid fire? Do you have 15 minutes to go rapid fire through the Facebook questions? Because that's all we have left. Sure, yeah. Throw, yeah. throw some questions at us. Okay. All right. We're going to go. Menachem Butler asks, what's the shortest possible number of days in regular baseball season? Now, he's not a big sports fan. I'm not sure what that question means. Um, what's the shortest possible like... number of days in MLB baseball <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know what that means. But – I, do you know how many days are in a baseball season? Like 180? It's 180, right? It's something like that. So if you think about it, you only have 18 days off. That's insane. And then there's so many days off in April. Yeah. This year especially, there's like 10,000 doubleheaders already scheduled for August. <laughs> uh, tell me tell me if you agree with this take, actually. It, it, first of all, one of the weirdest things in sports that has no equivalent uh, outside of baseball is the fact that rosters are this tight squeeze of 25 the whole year, and then, it's and then like magically, the teams that have money can add fifteen players in September. Yeah, like shouldn't it? Like be you a literally can't even like... fit in the locker in the dugout. Yeah, no, it's it, you. It's insane, and the poor, like the poor teams, like the Marlins, never bring up more than like a third string catcher mm-hmm. because it's a lot of money. Um, don't you think that it should be a little bit more? I, for I think for doubleheaders now, you're allowed. Are you allowed another player, maybe, or something like that? But. Shouldn't you be? Shouldn't it be like twenty seven guy, twenty six guys in July, twenty seven guys in August, and then like unlimited in September? You root for an AL team, so you don't yeah, it's really much understand less, it's much that less like relevant. Yeah. the the Mets like uh, if, the Mets are constantly like, oh no, we only have like five pitchers. And, if you asked me uh, to you know, explain a double switch, I'm not even sure I could do it. And I've been watching baseball for thirty. That's years. insane. That's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean. Would, uh, it's funny you say that because you're the fan of a team whose manager literally couldn't get the lineup in the correct order. Well, that's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So I am incompetent enough to be the the manager of the Mets. Understood. 
Yeah. All right, and, and by the way, Molitor, who played his whole career in the AL, I think, because when he played for the Brewers, they were in the AL, and then he played for the Blues yeah. and the Twins. And, he's, he's the, and, was pr- and was too good to ever get double switched out anyway. Well, but he has screwed up at least once or twice, if not more, in, in interleague games in the last couple of years as the Twins manager. It's fine. So, yeah, I mean, these, these right. AL managers don't know what they're doing. All right, Jess Torres asked a similar question to what we were discussing before. Would we take a Jets or Vikings Super Bowl win next year if you then couldn't watch or follow any sports at all for a year afterwards? Oh, for sure. Yeah, Not obviously for, yeah. I would take that. Yeah. You, I, is there an amount uh, we, that you You give up a testicle. Wouldn't? You said that. Did I, say, I, did I really say that? <laughs> you still got one. Um, <laughs> what about 30, uh, 30 years? Would you give up 30 years of watching sports no. for a Vikings Super no, Bowl? No, 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 no. That's too much, right? But yeah, a year for a year is not even a hard. Thirty. Question. I think five. Well, I is would the give good up thirty question. years of watching. Ten is too much. Would, one is on. obvious. I would give up yes. thirty years of the Vikings, but I wouldn't give up thirty years of all sports. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, Daryl Joel Berger wants wants to know uh, as we're okay. It's the end of the Survivor season. It, on Survivor this season, they have artifacts of mistakes people made, like immunity idols that they played po- poorly, or an advantage. That they messed up, and basically they have this place where it's like, basically it's the island of bad decisions. So what would be on the sports island version of that? So like, for example, let's say Bill Buckner's glove or something from, you know, or his pants from the ball going through that. Yeah. I mean, so do you have anything else that you would add to this ghost island of sports? <laughs> well, I'm a Vikings fan, right? So I'm just going to think of, you know, I'm going to think of all the Vikings. It would be a lot of balls, right? It would be like the ball that Gary Anderson or the shoe that Gary Anderson missed the kick with. Yeah. It, you know, it would it, it would be uh, Chris Chris Weber's hands that he used to call time. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of body parts that have to be cut off, so that's kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be a lot of body parts and balls on Ghost Island, but I I think it is a good idea, like sports Ghost Island. I think we could yeah. we could uh, really. But who's going there? Because it's, it's, a, it's a dark and depressing place. Yes, um, Matt St- or like a golf club. You know, you like a putter from somebody who missed a big putt. That is kind of a good idea. It's like the anti Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Shame. Yeah. Um, Matt Stewart wants to know what professional sports league has the most attractive athletes. Let's do separately most attractive male athletes and female, I guess. Or is that or let's sure. just do male. Okay. So I would say in male. Okay. So it's it's definitely not football because you got a bunch of fat guys, and definitely not baseball for the same reason, right? Hockey players are good looking. No, but not in the playoffs. Basketball players are Those good looking, are but like it's, they're they're it's basketball. basketball players are so tall that they're like of the big four. It's definitely basketball. Um, they're attractive, like physically, but I, like a six ten person is not for everyone. Like that's that's like a lifestyle <laughs> to be married. Like I had a I have a friend who's six six, and like they need like a special bed, and he's not that tall. Like he's yeah, six, but you six, know what? You know? The guys in the NBA can in all NBA. afford the special beds. Okay, <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that's like it, like what, I've said this before. Like one time Maria Sharapova walked by me, and she's at least six three, and like under under uh, plays her height. And it's like at a certain point, and again, I'm a short guy. It's like there's so much taller than me okay. that it's almost like this stops being just like a pretty okay. woman. But the height, and the starts height, the being height like, differential thing doesn't really matter in the opposite direction, right? Women can happily date guys who are significantly taller than them. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say of the big four, it's definitely the NBA. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not golf, obviously, right? Like, uh, no, not golf. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Tennis. It might be tennis, but you got some... tennis players are in good yeah, shape, but, and for women also. But you got some weird the... looking like Eastern Europeans there. <laughs> but it might be tennis. Tennis might be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, probably tennis. Um, I mean, like swimmers have like good bodies, I guess. But I don't, you know, I don't know if they're attractive right. otherwise. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like a very specific good body. Yeah. 
Um, Jeff Satora asks, if we could live in one TV show universe, which universe would we Ooh, pick? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> this would be a living nightmare, but I feel like being on the Lost Island, you re- you're not going to beat that in terms of coolness. Well, it also depends what, 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 like, what role you have there, right? Like, for example... In Game of You're Thrones, of the- if I'm the king, right, then that's not bad. Right. <laughs> no, I think even the best person in Game of Thrones is a nightmare. Like, <laughs> no, no, they don't, don't talk about it enough, but there's no, like, plumbing or electricity in Game of Thrones. Like, that's yeah. you're living in the olden days. Yeah, but if you're at the very top, you have people wiping your ass for you, so it's not so bad. And, and still, like, I, you'd rather have just the bathroom. <laughs> like, Jeff Bezos has all the money in the world. He doesn't have people wipe him. Like, Well, he has. The, I'm sure know, he has like, those high-tech Japanese toilets that do it for him. Yeah. There's no there's no way that his hand uh, unless unless he's into this, there's no way his hand has gone anywhere near his rectum <laughs> in in fifteen years. <laughs> That's a good take. Um okay, so yeah, I would say the lost one just because it would be cool. Um yeah, I was just thinking of like sort like of you're not going to pick Westworld. It's funny. I was thinking of sitcoms that are most similar to my life. I'm like, well, like all this like yeah, Seinfeld but that, then you're just Westside. like it's yeah, like <laughs> Seinfeld. Oh, you're just like moving back to the neighborhood you yeah. moved out of two years ago. Exactly. That's like not a great take. So you're talking about something like more fantastical, I guess. This is a great. Yeah, question. I, I mean, I, I think that's what he's looking for. Like, yeah. obviously, like the worst one would be The Walking Dead, <laughs> right? That that seems like a total nightmare. Um, like literally every minute of the day, you have to be hyper vigilant that you don't get bit once by a zombie and your life is over. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Were there any series set in like like in the Holocaust? Because that might be a little bit worse. But well, what's the one? Hogan's, isn't there one Hogan, where... Hogan's Heroes would suck for us? Wasn't that like set in like a German POW camp? What um? What's the what's the Netflix series where like uh? Like the U.S. lost World, World War, War II. II. Yeah, yeah, that one would be bad. Yeah, I, we're not even in that. Like, we, we, like, if you click that one, you wouldn't even be there yeah. anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, Hogan's Heroes. Zach Brooks. Like, oh wait, there's a Jew here. <laughs> Zach Brooks. Uh, you only get one for the rest of your life. TV, movie, sports, books, or music. Wait, what was the question? You could only pick one for the rest of your life. TV, movies, sports, books, or music. All right, first of all, I'm taking books. Out of the equation immediately. If you pick books, I'm going to uh, hit you on the head with TV, Moby Dick. music, sports. Well, okay. So, like, as books, for example, does that mean I can't read things, like, online, like, on my, on my computer? No. I, no, I think you still can. I don't think he's taking out reading. Okay. You just can't read books. So, I think books are an obvious, like, but they're I'm not saying, even But, but I can't anymore. read, like, the text of the book online? Like, I can't get a PDF of it or something? No, 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 no. Come on. No, you cannot get a PDF of the book. But you could still read articles. All right. So, I just have to read summaries of a lot of books. All right. Yeah. So, I'm not going to say books, then. Why would you, why you? Books are out of your life. Why do you need to read summaries? You're not doing any book reports. Like, well, I feel like it I, would be nice to have books, but oh, yeah. all right. So okay, um, books aren't part of the culture. Like, I would, you def- would be missing I would, out. If I would. You didn't know I would definitely get rid of movies because I barely watch movies anyway. I would. Def- I, the thing with movies is that they're very finite. This is almost like imagine if you're yeah. stranded on a desert island, you have yeah. nothing to do but you use one of these things. Like, how many worthwhile movies come out every year? Well, I, you know, if, if, even okay. if you. That's a good way to put it. If I was on an island and I had to pick one of these, then I would pick books for yeah. sure. Is what I would take that I would want. But that's a diff- that's insane that, because you could pick a, sports and no, but, you'd have sports. Well, no, but, hold, but that's a different scenario because on the island you're isolated from everybody else, right? And so yeah, you could have sports, but, but, but you'd have Joe Buck saying Jim Nance saying hello, friends. You're his friend. Well, but but that's what. So my my thinking is that I only have what's been created up to that moment in time, and I'm frozen going back. Right, I can't go forwards, so I'm not getting any new books. Well, with sports, well, sports you have it's, this isn't reruns of like the 1982 ALCS. This is. Live sports. That's oh, okay, why sports. Okay. Yeah. So sure in, in, in my head, it's going backwards. So I can rewatch everything that happened already in sports. Uh, all right. So okay. So then, 
Don't spoil it, but you you know what happened because of your chart, so you yeah, wouldn't be like, oh problem. shoot, I wish I didn't know who won. So the I so I I, series, I, I spoke at this conference in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago, and then after the conference, these mm-hmm. two old guys came up to me, and one of them, and this was like not this was not like a sports trivia conference; it had nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. One guy comes up to me and he says, "Do you know what was unique about the 1944 um, uh, Eagle season?" And I said, yeah, the Eagles and the Steelers had to combine and have a joint Philadelphia-Pittsburgh team. And he was like really impressed that I knew that, especially because I'm like under the age yeah, of Yeah, that's insane that, that he asked you, and it's insane that you got it. And, that, really and then another guy came up to me and said, do you know what uh, uh, the Washington Redskins, uh, where their team started? And I said, yeah, they started in Boston. They moved in 1937. And so like these both of the old guys were like really impressed and excited that I knew the answers to their questions, which probably – That is pretty yeah. – that's actually – by the way, there's nothing better than getting a sports trivia question right. And then I was like, oh, sweet. But especially because it's a generation My life has not been a total waste. Wait, they thought that they for sure were stumping me. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I've spent yeah. millions of hours. And then they would complain like, oh, I don't want to listen to this young whippersnapper doesn't know anything about yeah. sports. And they, they asked literally one guy in a 10,000-mile radius who could have gotten <laughs> yeah, that I question know. right. I, I, oh, you didn't, know, you didn't know the Steelers-Eagles thing? I've I've heard yeah, of it. So during World War II, asking yeah, that question on the fly, I would have said like uh, it's the last team yeah. to have. Yeah, I know. So I, I'm I'm a huge nerd. So it paid off. You're right for one second. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, your whole life has now been validated by your one speech in Philadelphia. Th- that otherwise, yeah. you got booed out of yeah. the. So I think the, the answer is I would take sports. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Kalish wants to know what's the best game you've ever seen in person, any sport. For me, it's easy. Game five, 1999 NLCS. Mets beat the Braves in 15 innings, Grand Slam single by Robin Ventura. It's not even close. Yeah, and to me, and I've said this also, to me it's Game 7 of the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, KG had 31-19-5, and they beat the Kings to go to the Western Conference Finals. They won 83-80. So the Western Conference semis. Yes, the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> the second round of the playoffs. Yes. I've never been to a Spurs uh, playoff game. so A bunch of people you know, came over to my house for Game 82 this year between Denver and the Timberwolves. And yes. somebody, I think it was listener Amir, said, um, where does this rank all time in Timberwolves regular season games? And I said, like, it's obviously number one and it's not close. Like, how often does a regular season NBA right. game matter? And he's like, oh, so we just watched you watch your team's best regular season, most important regular season game of all time. I'm like, it, w- it wasn't even close, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what would the Spurs one be? The time David Robinson had 73 points to win the scoring title? Like, 71. Uh, uh, yeah, but that wasn't, it wasn't a meaningful game for them. And, yeah. it, and again, that was. Similar to the Minneapolis Miracle, people didn't know ahead of time that was yeah. going to happen. But like, I'm saying how often is a game Maybe on Twitter there would have been rumblings like, well, no, people, Woj no, no, would have no, been that's like, not I true. hear people did know ahead of record. T- people did know ahead of time because that was the whole thing. The team planned it because they knew he wanted to get this, the record over Shaq, right? Because they had like a few. No, uh, I, I don't think it was like on SportsCenter that morning is what I'm saying. Like nobody, maybe people around the team know, but because yeah. information it spread it, so yeah, slowly. Like, definitely, been on, yeah, it would have been on like, I was shocked the next morning. It would have been on Spurs blogs, but in 19, yeah, back then, yeah. Not 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 in not in 94, yeah. I would trust me. I was, I like. I remember thinking like, "Oh, that's incorrect." Like David Robinson did not score seventy-one points. That yeah. doesn't make sense. And by the uh, way, all right, that's it. Po- those are, if those it's are possible, why doesn't he do it all the time? <laughs> Is the other question there, right? Yeah, it's a good. Yeah. yeah. Listen, he's too good of a guy, and I guess that ties it all together because <laughs> if he, you know, the, sa- the same guy who you, you know, your kid throws up on and he doesn't get mad at you. He, he you know, he, the other pl- players on his team who were essentially vomiting all over the court until Tim Duncan came to the team and helped them, yeah. uh, other than Sean Elliott. What the Vinny Del Negros of the world vomited on, on David <laughs> Robinson every day. Mario Ellie. Um, all, right. all right. I think this is it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we. so I was going to say, we're not going to have Dr. Jen this week unless, do you want me to ask her the question solo without you there? What do you think? No, that would be lame. Okay. All right. So no Dr. Jen. We had some good questions for her. Uh, maybe her and uh, Mira will come on. What, what are we calling her? Uh, Mrs. Mira? What are we calling her? 
<laughs> no, Mrs. Wienicker. I heard she, she wanted to go by Miss Seligman. I think she wanted her maiden name. She no, was, I said that. I was, I was it, <laughs> like, if she was being mean, I called her Mary Seligman. She, <laughs> oh, okay. she goes by Mary Wienicker. All right, Katie, this has been fun. Next week we're back with, uh, I think, a good guest in a new uh, at least two or three week. Uh, no, we don't know our guest. We actually, uh, our guest, uh, we, it's a good topic. I, we don't oh. know who the guest is. Oh, we might have um, a bad guest. Okay. <laughs> we're no guest, but we like the topic. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say before we ended, a lot of the RHEP people will know this already, but a listener to this podcast and someone who's in the Rob world and a big time uh, listener of the Seinfeld and Curb podcast passed away this past week. A guy named Dominic. We call him Dom from Massapequa on the podcast. He listened to this show. He was a really big Curb fan also. I didn't realize until after uh, he passed or after he was sick and I sort of went through his old um, emails and like tweets and everything and messages to me, like how much he uh, – like how many times he wrote in. It was crazy. Like I had a, a, a son a couple years ago and – I don't even remember this, but he like he was the first person he wrote like Mazel Tov, congratulations, all these different times where he just wrote nice things to me, and I'm sure I saw them individually and like liked them on Twitter or saw the email, but I never even like really put it together that it was like all from this one guy who was incredibly, uh, so I you know I didn't realize like this was all him, and looking back at like all these messages and emails and tweets um, from this one guy, I realized like wow he was you know like uh, he, he was like a huge supporter of mine and and certainly of Rob's world like. Literally every show, he was uh, he was a big TV guy, a big sports guy, and he was all over the place. So just wanted to, uh, what's it called, to shout him out, and uh, you know he, he will definitely be missed. Robin and Josh had a had a really nice tribute uh, to him, but I, I was going through his tweets, and if, you know I pick an outro song every week, so I figured that we could uh, pick a, a song of his that was his favorite so we'll, we'll go out with his uh, with his favorite song and uh, we'll see you next week alright thanks bye and I find it kind of funny I find it kind of sad the dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had I find it hard to tell you I find it hard to take when people run in circles, it's a very, very mad world. Mad world. Children waiting for the day they feel good. Happy birthday, happy birthday. And I feel the
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply